feel like we should just start the uh, episode off with uh, Disney's Ariel singing to us. No, man. Like, we have to, man, we got, I got a million other things that we need to, we got to get. That's what we should use for our intro to our, our podcast from now on. It's just her singing. Singing that stupid song. I don't know. Dude, that'd be great. Can I, will <laughs> I get in trouble if I play that? I'll play I guess it. We'll up. find I'll, out. Yeah, I'll play it. I mean, here. she I shared it. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's she not technically. It's it. a yeah. Disney's just they're lunatics when it comes to playing that kind of stuff. Oh well, it's definitely not Disney's Ariel. That's I just you just, she's I, know, just I, I know you're. Yeah, you're yeah. Into, yeah, I'm you're, just being. <laughs> you're spreading your funny bone further. You're trying to sharpen your funny bone. Yeah. I guess sharpening my wit. Yes. Yes. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. We yep. definitely need more of it. Oh man, I don't have much of it, but I try to use what I do have, bro. It's been uh, it's been kind of interesting because, and uh, I've been having like a lot of conversations with people. Some mm-hmm. of it's like long stuff. Some of it's short stuff. Sometimes I send things to people or, or respond to people, and then I never hear back from them. Um, it, and it's all it's all part of it, I guess. But uh, yeah. And who knows? Maybe what are, you, what are you talking to them about? Like everything. I mean, we I've I've had conversations with people about. Uh, uh, I was gonna say gun confiscation, but um, what's the term? Why is why am I blanking on gun the control. term? Yes, gun control. Gun, gun reform. Yeah, whatever. I mean, there's like a that's the problem too. I think is that there's so many different words and. They're, they're I, going I, for gun safety now. Yeah. That's the, oh my. That's the new way to enact gun control is gun safety. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny that actually. Well, hang on. That's a good. That's a good segue into the first thing I want to talk about. But uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the Underground. Ooh. Joined once again by my lovely host. That was a co-host. That was a bad link. That was it. You were like, you, str- you struggled yeah, with that one. <laughs> I was trying to, just hey, to do that, but, but thank, it went both eyes. <laughs> thankfully, most of the people who listen to this full thing will never see that because they just download it on their favorite, uh, their favorite app. Bro, it's like blizzarding outside of my house right now. That's why I keep looking to the right. I'm like, we were just had 64 degree weather yesterday and it's blizzarding right now. It was like 75 here today. It was gorgeous. I I almost wanted to call you and cancel the podcast so I could go take my dog for a walk. <laughs> I feel you, man. I was thinking the it was same like, thing. Oh my god, it's so nice, and especially because we had rain on and off oh, all yeah. weekend, just like garbage storms, and it was completely inconsistent because that's the weather here. Well, we're having sustainable winds of 40 miles an hour right now with gusts yeah. up to 60, 70 miles an hour. So I just <laughs> see whoosh like every. That's why you'll. You'll see me go like this because I just see something flying through my apartment community because, you know, my door's right there, my screen door. So yep, yep. it's nice. Uh, but So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and I kind of wanted to just do this up front, um, I think to kind of make. Uh, OK, so we're going to be talking about of a lot of what I would consider tyrannical overreach mm-hmm. uh, this week. But oh, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to start. You know, we, we we have a small audience. It's a consistent audience, which is something that I actually really like. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been kind of watching the numbers and, and the downloads and um, the stuff that we get as far as YouTube videos. And I'm really happy about that. And so I kind of got challenged this week, I think, to talk a little bit more about 
how I mean the word oppressive comes to mind, but really just the the tyrannical overreach of the U.S. government. Almost every like uh, governor and mayor in the United States. I mean, I would talk more about stuff happening outside the U.S., but we don't live there, and it's not that it's not our problem, but it's not it's not really my focus when it comes to this topic. Um, right. It's kind of one of those things where I think you should probably start at least somewhat more locally and considering we're supposed to be the United States, uh, it, it seems like a really good, uh, a really good place to start, but I guess some of this, and, and I want, I definitely want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, but really it's, it's kind of a challenge to everybody listening to just start speaking up about this kind of stuff. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the vaccine passport that we talked about, uh, what was that? Two weeks ago. Uh, and I think even then we were like, it's coming, it's coming to the U S oh, yeah. and then this week we've been, we've been talking about it for a while, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I think, you and what I would you say yeah. six months, eight months personally, maybe longer than that. Cause I think longer than that. I, I no, agen- no agenda is the, uh, the ones that uh, Adam and uh, John were the ones that kind of shifted Brought our, it up. Yeah. Originally, I think, and they saw that coming a while ago, just made this prediction that, uh, and I know there were a few other people that did, but that was kind of my primary source for it. Um, about a year ago. Yeah. They, just, go ahead. I was gonna say they saw it coming and mm-hmm. they were, they were saying there's, you know, and, and this is something that I've learned since last summer is that when stuff is enacted, it has a tendency to never go away. Right. Patriot act, TSA, the FBI, yep. Social Security, Social Security, the Federal Reserve. Yeah, we could go on and on and on. Um, and this isn't to like black pill people. Um, if you don't know what, what that means, black pill is essentially people who have gotten to this point where they're so cynical they don't see like a way out. Um, yeah, they, there's they, no basically, hope. yeah, they see no hope. Um, and, and that's not what we're here to do. I, I think the only way that we actually are going to see hope, though, is if people who believe in liberty, whether you fall in the libertarian spectrum or really anywhere else, if you believe mm-hmm. in some sort of freedom and some sort of reduced government, when it comes to lockdowns in particular, like we're all pretty much on the same uh, the same team, I guess. Right. Um, and, and I think it's go ahead. It's important to just start thinking and questioning things because it's it whether if you're right or whether if you're wrong it's good to question you know why things are being done what purposes are they being enacted for what's behind it where is this coming from what does uh evidence suggest um is the way they go on stuff and so i think you know that's what i never approach something if i disagree with someone in regards to let's just say the vaccine whether if I was choosing to get it, let's just assume, you know, I was choosing to get it. I'm not going to want to force someone else to do that because that is your choice. Right. Um, especially with something that only has an emergency authorization from the FDA and it hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. Neither one of them. Not There's three. No, there's four vaccines and none of them have been approved by the FDA yet. And I, I think we only have authorization for three in the U.S. so far. Yeah. Pfizer, Moderna it's- and um Johnson Johnson. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, AstraZeneca one is in a political firestorm right now. All this to be said, I, I, and I actually had this conversation with uh, Justin who, you know, at work today. Mm -hmm. um, It really comes down to people starting to speak up, you know, 
Right. Uh, don't listen. Don't batter people over the head with this. You know, don't make everything that you post about on social media about this issue. But speak out about it. Like if you if you meet up with friends, bring it up, and just especially if they're people you're kind of close with, or you know, you know, you start locally. Uh, at some point, America has to decide whether it actually gives a crap about liberty anymore. Yeah, because the thing is, is that with the goalpost keeps getting moved all the time. Yeah, we'll talk about that today it, too. I think that's what but, it is. So, man, and I'll let I, you go ahead and pay the reins. Yeah, I just. Uh, I don't know. It kind of hit me today. I was I was listening to, I can't remember if it was Dave Smith or Peter Quinones, but he had a guy on that was basically like, people have to speak up. And you know, it's funny, Eric July talks about this a lot when it comes to uh, the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he talks about how he has people all the time, whether it's fans or whether it's people who are musicians or uh, they work with the musicians at the different venues. And they'll come up all the time and say, you know, I totally agree with you, but I just can't say anything about it. And there's starting to be this thing you're seeing within um, specifically sort of the libertarian liberty movement where a lot of these guys who are like our age and they're just going, just just talk about it. Like, what are you afraid of at this point? You know, um, right. because you have to, you know, it's like, hey, sure, you're coming across a little bit robotic. So I just oh, wanted no, to really let you know. Hang on yeah. one second. Let me it just started happening. Let me pause. I don't know if it's my headset or if it's you. Okay. And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Joseph freaking me out. Um, Hey, man, I just didn't want to get all the way through and then have to re-record. So so what I was saying was is that there's there's a lot of guys that are around our age. uh, And this is I guess this would be sort of the the white pill moment for a lot of people. If just to make the terms easy, it's kind of Mm -hmm. why I appreciate it. But that sort of moment of hope. Uh, there's a lot of guys our age, and I, I say guys. There are quite a few women as well, um, though less that are outspoken. Um, and a lot of them are coming out and saying, like, guys, you just have to start speaking up, whether it's the industry that you're in. And, and you also have to – a lot of people are going to have to decide over the next few years, I think, whether their comfort – is worth losing liberty, liberty. you know, personal, the to personal freedoms. They, yeah. yeah, personal responsibility, the, the the ability to choose what you want to do in the name of the save one life. Uh, and even if you, you don't know, believe it, that, yeah, I think normal people, normies, are starting to wake up now because yeah. they see the goalposts getting moved, and so it's like, well. When we got the vaccine, we weren't supposed to be able to have to wear masks anymore. We were supposed to be able to do all the normal stuff. And now it's, you can't do that. You still have to social distance, still have to wear a mask, you know. And so, you know, that goalpost keeps getting moved. But I also think it's, you know, in the in the media and from tech and everything, it's it's David, uh, what's his name? Reboy? Uh, Reboy? I'm probably pronouncing that horribly wrong. But uh, he said on uh, today... I was uh, on his Twitter and he posted that if you don't want your Uber, this is an example he was given to require a vaccine passport and a pledge to support the human rights campaign, you're free to use another app. Or it's kind of like if you don't like Twitter, if you don't like Facebook, if you don't like Instagram, go use a different app, go create your own app, go do your own thing. And they did with Parler, right? (laughs) Well, then it's this dangerous new trend of domestic extremists 
using new ride sharing app or new, right. you know, uh, social media platform. And we must shut it down immediately. We must do everything to get rid of it. So, Even though Facebook had more organization uh, and promotion of the capital, you know, everything that went on with the capital riots, use that for an example. Right. And all so this stuff is coming out. When, when, when these people who uh, differ from the monopolies and big tech or even the media start rising up and creating their own content or platform servers and everything, they look to shut them down. Sure. And I, I think something that people have to remember, and this is true, I mean, this is true biblically, this is true uh, with the, the people who founded the United States. Really, mm-hmm. anywhere that you see people being countercultural, you're going to see whoever is, whether it's the state, you know, whether it's Rome. I mean, really, actually, if you really think about it, most of the time it is the state. Even in Jesus's case, the state is really the reason that, I mean, he ended up, I mean, we, we could go into the theology behind it, but yeah. like, if you want to talk from like the human perspective, uh, Rome is the reason that he died, you know? Right. And they were willing to essentially, uh, put a, a Barabbas, a murderer, set him free in order to make sure that Jesus died. And so it's right. one of those things that any time that you are countercultural, whether you're right about what it is or not, people are going to come after you. And to be honest, you're generally pretty lucky if it's not someone coming for your head. Yeah. I, and, I, and you're made to look like a lunatic. You're made to look, or as they'll say, a conspiracy theorist yeah. or an extremist right wing or left wing terrorist or whatnot, whatever they want to label mm-hmm. you as and slap that label on. Yeah, you just. Can- uh, so you, that your idea doesn't get promoted among the masses. Yeah, you can go back and watch that uh, John Brennan video that I did, mm-hmm. like way this was a couple months ago or whatever, where he's he's like naming off all these like degenerates, and then he just tosses libertarians in with them, <laughs> and you're just like, what? This dude was the director of the CIA, the head of the CIA, and he's out there basically calling libertarians domestic terrorists, and you're just like, oh man, oh, man. um, so. You know, no one can make the decision for you. You have to kind of, I mean, yep. this is this is something that's common in in, uh, in Christian circles, but you have to count the cost. And everything yep. that you do in life, you have to count the cost. There's always something generally that you're giving up uh, in order for, for something else to happen. And um, you have to decide. It's like, are, are you willing to just go along with what the government tells you to do all the time? Um, whether that's, you know, as uh, the leader of a church or whether it's just you as an individual citizen or mm-hmm. as someone who owns... Uh, a business, um, you know, it's it's insane to me the number of people that own businesses that just, you know, kind of st- just stepped right in line with everything that was going on because, and, and I understand, don't get me wrong, but at some point, it's like, what is it going to take for you to actually just be like, screw you guys, yeah, we're not doing this anymore? You yeah. know what I mean? And there's so many, and I mean, the area that I'm in, it's it's pretty bad, man. Like I. Uh, last week I went out with some friends and we were in a, um, a particular part of, uh, mm-hmm. of Asheville. I'm like so hesitant about like saying, anyway, it doesn't really matter, but we were in a specific part of Asheville and dude, it was like, everybody was wearing a mask outside, walking their dogs. It's a beautiful day out. And I'm just like, this is, I mean, it's just getting out of hand. Right. And this was right, right after Texas was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Um, and I don't, I actually, I don't know if I put it in the show notes for this week, but they opened up. 
Yep, they did open up. And it's been 17 days as of, I think, yesterday or day before. So we're probably close to 20 by the time you guys hear this. And their numbers are down. The economy there is like, there is doing great. Uh, and yep. the rest of, of the United States is still arguing about whether we need to be, uh, we need to have mask mandates or not. Yep. And it, again, it comes back to this thing that it's like, if you believe in liberty, if you believe that people should be allowed to think for themselves and that no one should be able to essentially tell you what to do, right? you cannot force people to wear masks. You cannot force well, people to get locked in their homes. And people have well, to start speaking up about it. On top of that, data has come out at least questioning the efficacy of wearing masks, you know, and I, to which I would even potentially say there's reasonable belief there's reason to say that they don't work because you're not just in the sense of just wearing a mask that you're not touching but people have a tendency to, to fondle it to take it off when they're allowed to put it in their pocket once you take it you know there's so many different factors to consider I'm trying to fix my um, mic sorry I didn't mean no, to you're fine with <laughs> with it and i think you're also seeing data that's been out now for a while of states that have the mat you know mandate mass and the states that didn't, and once they uh, got rid of the mask mandates, numbers are still falling. And in fact, in some states, doing a lot better than the states that require the mandates. Um, that's just one one thing. So I think there was, it's kind of like what happened with 9-11. With, and, and, you know, you have this huge reaction, this overblown response uh, to actually, no, not response, but reaction to 9-11, you get the Patriot Act. Right. And that's what is going with COVID is that at first, you know, what seemed reasonable, I don't, don't agree, but <laughs> what seemed reasonable uh, to uh, to many were the restrictions and the, and the lockdowns and everything because of this pandemic, which what it was is an overblown reaction to yeah. it. There could yeah. have been, things could have been done in a, in a lot smarter way. You know, Christy Nome, for example, in South Dakota, uh, I think that she did a great job not forcing anything from abusing her authority as a governor to enforce restrictive um, draconian lockdowns uh, to destroy people's livelihood and businesses and to say, to have the government say, hey, this business is essential, but this business isn't. You know what? Your business it's not essential. Sorry. Tough luck. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, we could keep going, but yeah, we could. And, and, you know, I want to, I want to get going with a few of these other topics, but man, just start saying something. I, I know it's hard and I think it's hard for a lot of people because before all of this happened, most people were pretty content and including me to just sort of mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I just kind of want people to leave me alone. I, I believe in liberty. It's like we're in a pretty good place and blah, blah, blah. And then all this stuff happened, and it's like, oh. It's like it it might actually be worse than we thought. And isn't it kind of weird now that a lot of the people we saw active so much about this last year when Trump was in office have gone quiet about everything? Bro, yeah. Now that Biden's in office, and it's like the—it's kind of like we talked about before. If Biden gets elected, they're gonna be just like an ostrich and stick their head back in the sand. Yeah, so there's like a whole South to. Park episode about it. But let's uh, let's let's move on and um, let's do it. And we'll get uh, to this first topic. All right. So uh, the first thing I just wanted to cover real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. Do you do you, you know what happened with this story? Right, with this first thing right here. Oh, I believe so. 
um, about it happening in Washington. This is the thing you sent me with yeah. where the she uh, the the governor of DC yeah. or whatever was like, well, keep don't forget to take your keys out of your car. Like just the the most uh, brain dead response to an incident like this happening. So victim blaming. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it, it was, was victim blaming. You're absolutely right. She blamed him for his his murder. So go ahead and explain it real quick. Oh shoot! You're gonna ask me. To you want me to? Okay. I, I, so I'll just do it. You go ahead. You want me to do it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Mohammed Anwar um, was a Uber driver in DC, and I believe it was two days ago. Um, forgive me mm-hmm. for not being completely sure what day it was because news. This was, this was about created five whole, days ago. Yeah, this is it was created five days ago. So this must have been. Yeah. Th- this is how man, I'm telling you, this is how news works. It'd been like uh, five, six, seven days ago, something like that. Oh man. Uh, anyway, he uh, he was attacked by two teenage girls in D.C. Mm-hmm. with a taser. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how the car ended up uh, continuing to drive because, from what you can see in the video, uh, the car. Uh, you can kind of see the girls uh, attacking him. The car speeds off. It goes way down a road, probably a couple hundred yards, and flips mm-hmm. on its side, and I believe he was crushed yep. underneath the car. I watched the video. Um, and, bro, I don't even know what to say. Like That's terrible, dude. And that know, stuff happens frequently in dc yeah dc is nuts right frequently and 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 again let's let's talk let's we're gonna get into this with the the big topic for this week but you know dc is one of the most regulated places when it comes to gun gun control um not only that but uber i used i drove for uber for a few months uh Mm -hmm. 20 2016 i think 2017 and they do not allow you to carry or (laughs) <laughs> they I mean what are they really going to do but they they don't allow you to carry a weapon in your car uh, you better believe that I had something in my car while I was driving around um, picking random strangers up like it's the most insane yeah. thing I've ever heard and you're right the mayor came out and she was in our mayor or governor I, I what mayor is DC had? DC. was it mayor I, yeah right. yeah because they're not a state so they don't have a governor good point uh she came out and basically was trying to give like, what was it? Five rule, like suggestions for not getting carjacked or whatever. Yes. And it, and it's just like the most brain dead, um, response I think I've ever heard from anyone. And I didn't actually understand when you originally sent it to me, I was like, yeah, this is really dumb. Why, why is she doing this? And then I saw the story, I think like right after that. And yeah. it was like, Oh, and I was like, what was she thinking? And she got panned for it, like completely railed. Oh yeah, she should uh, have. Oh, absolutely. She was blaming. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's it's like it would be like if, if something happens to a woman, like let's say out a at a nightclub or whatnot. I don't know, whatever you want to say. She gets kidnapped by, uh, you know, a dude or whatnot, and you know, someone or using the Sarah Everard yeah um, situation. Be like if the mayor or whatever you want to call him of London came out and said. Uh, five tips for women to avoid uh, being kidnapped and kidnapped by police officers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. So I just wanted to uh, bring this up because, you know, uh, the 
GoFundMe has raised nearly a million dollars for his family, which is amazing. It um, is amazing. So it's there if you guys feel the need to to donate. Um, they originally had only asked for a hundred thousand dollars, which I imagine was for um, uh, funeral expenses, whatever else comes up. And obviously, he was a primary breadwinner for his family. Yeah, no kidding. So obviously, a lie like. <laughs> I, I go back and forth with a lot of this, but there's that part of me that's just like these girls should go away for the rest of their lives. Like, yeah, uh, I understand they're minors, but like this is not like that's insanity. Like, yeah, and the fact that CNN called this an accident. Yeah, dude. so that yeah, it was it was there. And when we talk about narratives, a lot of the time, um, it's now I haven't confirmed this, and mm-hmm. I don't want to um, put anything out there that isn't like 100% confirmed, but mm-hmm. the, uh, and maybe it has part of to do with it, but people are saying that it was two black girls, two black mm-hmm. teenage girls. Um, and that that's the reason that the names weren't showing up in the newspaper, but either way, it's like, the, listen, the race isn't ultimately the race isn't what's important. Um, people were just if pointing it out because yeah. they're, they're very quick to, um, uh, say the skin color of the people when, when uh, when it's a white person generally at least yeah. that's and so it's all it's kind that's of these like the case. right uh i just i have not had time to confirm it and it and it i there doesn't seem to be a lot about it and it's and they were minors they were minors yeah 13 and 15 how old are we talking about 15, 13 and 15 13 and 15 13 and 15 yeah, that was the last report that i saw holy ravioli batman i didn't realize they were 13 and 15 tag um yeah then their names shouldn't be revealed I no mean, minors, no i so. yeah it, and I don't, I actually, don't I mean, as know gruesome what, and terrible as it is, I kind of, you know, yeah, in a, in a sense, respect that. But, and they should, ooh, yeah, go away for a, a while. Oops, shoot. You hear that? What do I hear? I just pulled up the link to on the GoFundMe and it just started talking. So I was no, like, no, no, making no, sure you didn't hear that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the, the next, your, your, uh, your clip that was next that I was pulling up. Well, speaking of next clip, David, are you ready to hear a good uh, rendition, a good song, <laughs> a good musical from your beloved <laughs> Little Mermaid? Oh my God, yes. Um, do you, Is there an explanation behind this? I, I had seen this earlier in the week and listened <clears throat> to about five seconds of it and was like, no, thank you. I was like, <laughs> more propaganda, please go away. Dude, I loved it. I was dying laughing. I, was, I just wanted to, it is how obtuse do you have to be to create this? And it's just suburban white uh, mom all over this. They go, oh, oh yeah. yeah. All her friends say, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is perfect. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Uh, I think it should play. Can Look you hear this? this? Stuff. Isn't yes, I can. Neat? Competent it's leaders so blown getting out. us back on our feet. The American Rescue Plan oh, God. almost everything. A year into this mess, recovery unfolds. How many wonders can one rescue plan hold? <laughs> Reading it over, you'd think, really? No Republicans voted for this thing. It's got direct relief to American families. It's got a path to reopen our schools. Cost of childcare? Tax credits, baby. It's like they care. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Well, there's just one part. She goes and uh, I think she says, <laughs> "What do we get?" And then she says, "She gets the vaccine and she takes this fake syringe, like this child children's story syringe, oh and plucks it in her arm." Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I just had a terrible joke. Right I was about to say. For every person that listens to that, there's one more suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that was just terrible. My joke and that song. I mean, but she's she's kind of, I mean, this is the thing, and I don't, this is probably going to be a theme moving forward for a lot of uh, the stuff that we talk about, uh, not mm-hmm. just this week, but people kind of prove my point and kind of this point on uh you know, they don't get to give you your freedoms back. That's not how it works. And so, and not or only give you your money back. Yeah. Not only that, but she's like, Oh, there's relief for, for people. It's like, but you left out the part where they lied about how much it originally was going to be. Also $2 trillion, uh, package. Money stolen. But and, yeah. Like thirdly of a problem that the government created. Yes. Oh yeah. So that's such a good point. That's it the biggest right, point. It's yeah. like the government creates this problem. Be like, hey, I. But and she's like, like they're not blaming leaders, it on themselves. Confident yes. leaders are fixing the problem they started, and you're just like, oh. It God, is literally dude. like an abusive man who abuses his wife and keeps saying, "I'll change, I'll change, I'll change," and never changes and yeah. never changes. Do you remember uh, that Dane Cook uh, like uh, joke where he's like, "My CDs are still in his car." It's like she won't break up with him. Oh yeah, it's like that where it's just yep. like, but uh, oh, but my CDs they're still in the car. It's just like you guys need to let this go. I know, man. Um, but speaking of being pro vaccine, yeah. Uh, do you want me to pull up anything, or do you just want to talk about this? We could just talk about it. Right. So if you check our show notes, it's there. Yeah, I added a um, YouTube a, a YouTube video for context as well. So if you want to play that, you can. Nah, nah, just talk about it. You're good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a recent study just came out that uh, if men are given estrogen and progesterone, it reduces the severity of COVID symptoms. So men get in line, bro. Seriously, how do they not? understand conspiracy theorists when this is the kind of stuff that the news is doing on a like on a regular basis where it's like by the way if you put more estrogen in your body you might survive covid um yeah the report that i saw from that uh that youtube video they cited italy which i think is a terrible example because like it italy has a significant amount of smokers um people live Uh, in the same household together and they're like 50 percent of men in italy have uh it's like 50 percent of men who have gotten it have died compared to like 35 percent of women and it's like see that means you should put estrogen in your body and i'm just like what are they doing i know oh man i read the study and and that's exactly what uh i saw too and it's just who just why that's that's really just it just why why would you as a man want to sign up to get estrogen and progesterone especially when there's a vaccine Mm -hmm. if my choices are estrogen and progesterone i'm not taking estrogen i'll just i'll just take the vaccine go ahead give it to me if i have to gun to my head Which, um, me personally, if gun to my head and I was forced to take any of the three vaccines, I'd probably take the Johnson & Johnson one. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a roulette with any of them, right? I mean, like I've, it is, I've heard a range of things, and we're actually gonna we'll we'll talk about it. I'm gonna pull this video up. Uh, I've heard a range of it's been fine for people to my arm is going numb to one of my coworkers got like really sick for a couple of days, and one of one of my coworkers actually admitted that we're basically the guinea pigs. Um, mm. And you can see it. I, if you're not watching it, 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 this clip, it's a little hard to get the uh, some of the context, but you're going to see in this that uh, there are people um, who are getting this and then getting corona right after. And this is kind of what we talk about when they're moving the bar. Uh, but I'm going to play this clip and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Effectiveness is not immediate. Health experts weighing in after a local nurse tested positive for COVID-19 eight days after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. As ABC 10 News reporter Michael Chen tells us, a doctor involved with the local vaccine rollout says this case does not reveal anything about the vaccine's effectiveness. This was a Facebook post from Matthew, an ER nurse at two different local hospitals after receiving the Pfizer vaccine December 18th. He tells me his arm was sore for a day, but he suffered no other side effects. Six days later, on Christmas Eve, after working a shift in the COVID unit, he became sick, he writes in another Facebook post. He got the chills and later came down with muscle aches and fatigue. The day after Christmas, he went to a drive-up hospital testing site and tested positive for COVID-19. Not unexpected at all, and when you work through the numbers, this is exactly what we would expect to happen if someone is exposed. Dr. Christian Ramers is an infectious disease specialist on the clinical advisory panel for the county's vaccine rollout. He points out it's possible Matthew may have been infected before receiving the vaccine as the incubation period may be as much as two weeks. But Dr. Ramers says if Matthew did contract it after the vaccine, it's still in line with what we know. We also know from the vaccine clinical trials that it takes about 10 to 14 days for you to start to develop protection from the vaccine. Dr. Raymer says he knows of several other local cases where healthcare workers became infected around the time they received the vaccine. He says all of these cases illustrate that results are not immediate. And even after you start receiving some protection, it is not full protection. Uh, that first dose gives you, we think, somewhere around 50% protection, and then you need that second dose to get up to 95%. Dr. Raymer says. All right, that's good enough. You get the idea of, of what's going yeah. on. Um, what stands out to you in that? Well, first off, he said 50% with the first dose and then right. 95% with the second dose. And he said, we, th For, uh, we think. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm about to say. We think. Secondly, for a virus that has, at least in my age group, for for all age groups, at seniors, ninety-seven percent survival rate. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone else, pretty much ninety-nine percent. Yeah, and so this isn't this isn't. We're not giving anyone any medical advice. We're just throwing this out there, reporting on it. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of like the flu, man. Every single time I've gotten the flu vaccine, I've contracted the flu. Yeah. Every single time I've gotten the flu vaccine, I think I've gotten the flu vaccine five six seven times and maybe more than that and i finally just decided i'm not getting that anymore because every time i get it i end up getting the flu um so i know it's supposed to be we're putting the dead virus in there so you know it's going to be in your body and then have have you ever heard of any vaccine or 
um, flu shot or anything that's supposed to be preventative or help with these things. Have you ever heard of it like hurting your arm or doing some of the stuff that this thing has done? I know with the flu vaccine, there's like a little pinch on your arm, if that makes sense. Right, but I'm talking but about nothing. like like people saying it hurts yeah no and like for a long period of time yeah no i haven't heard anything like that listen the only reason that we're putting this again it's this (laughs) isn't whatever right but it it, yeah when you hear a doctor right there's there's a few things that were in there that are uh, i would consider suspicious one he's the one over the i guess the vaccine rollout in his area so of course Mm -hmm. he's not going to actually tell you what's what's actually going on if they're if he actually knows what's happening right they're putting right. him in front of the camera and he's going well we think it's this and you know you're not you're not guaranteed not to catch this thing again and, and that's part of it is that they're just not being honest with people about what this thing actually does and Who did, didn't we say hang on hang on let me yeah. i gotta interject here so we i think it was last week maybe it was the week before last we talked about how most of the people who were affected with covid were obese people yes and so the, it's not like they're saying hey vaccine vitamins healthy eating and exercising yeah. and proper sleep i have not heard that no they at all they just it's just been vaccine 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 cri- come get your crispy cream and your yeah. vaccine back to normal yeah get your crispy cream <laughs> and your vaccine yeah it's it's Boom. like it's uh crispy cream's new slogan i'll take 10 percent of all profits I, again people can do whatever they want People are adults. Yep. But I think a lot of people go into this not actually knowing what's really going on, right? Uh, and and here's here's one of the things. This is, uh, I'm just going to call it a narrative. Right. Um, but it's one of the narratives that's out there is that they've been working on this COVID vaccine since like the 90s. I've heard this out of the mouths of people and they're getting it from somewhere. And I'm pretty sure I heard, I've heard No Agenda mention this as far as, uh, they've. I think they've probably played a clip, clips from... Uh, "Quote unquote medical professionals who um, who have said that oh it's t- super safe they've been working on this forever right for a virus that we found out about a year and a half ago and no one has ever mentioned before then right in this context right. um, and then if that's a case and these companies have been working on this and it's you know wouldn't they have all of the information for people wouldn't this be like it, wouldn't there be a consistent message across the board instead of this like, yep. well, you're kind of safe after you get the first one and then you're more safe, but then you still might get it. But then it might just like your symptoms might just go down. And it's like so ultimately what you're telling me is like if I get this thing, the only thing that is a net benefit from getting this is that my symptoms might be lessened, right? Right. That's the, that's the only consistent thing that I've heard about this. And it goes back to it's like if that's the only the only thing, why are we doing vaccine passports? Why are we not people just like allowing people to get over this uh, mm-hmm. naturally? And as we'll see in a little while, protecting the most vulnerable, which is something that some people have been talking about for a long time. And why are they trying to push something, David, that has not been approved by the FDA yet? I don't know. It hasn't know. been approved. I don't know. We're not, not going to tell us. That, that would, you know. <laughs> make me cross the line and get it. But again, the FDA has not approved it yet. It's emergency approved, but it has not been approved officially by the FDA. None of the vaccines. Right. right. So that sort of leads into this next story. Um, I posted about this on, uh, on Instagram yesterday. Um, 
this was one of those um, start speaking up moments for me. Um, yep. There have been a few of these, and I think both of them are actually in the show today. Uh, so the Biden administration helping develop standards uh, to wait, is this right? Yeah, the vaccine passport uh, standards to yeah. prove vaccination. Um, right. So uh, essentially what's happening now is that um, the, this is what, we, what we've been talking about. They want to create a vaccine passport. Biden's administration is looking into this. And you want to talk about more tyrannical overreach by uh, the government? Look no further uh, than people say, like, I, I, I actually had the clip prepared. We had some technical issues with the clips this week, so we're kind of uh, playing this. Uh, we're doing everything live. We're doing it live. Um, but this specific uh, story, and you, the, again, all the stuff's in the show notes. You can go look at it. But uh, the video that's uh, attached on this article mm-hmm. is all about it. So the first question this guy asks is essentially, uh, why do people just need to get over it and get used to the way things are headed, right? He doesn't even yeah. ask about the morality of or whether a uh, vaccine passport is something that should be done, whether that's overreach. He doesn't even ask that. He just goes, why do people need to get over it, right? And then the guy who's from NYU, I think he's a professor there, he he basically says that uh, people need to um, do this. Well, the the reporter asks him, what, um, oh, isn't this a, uh, a violation of HIPAA, right? Like you're, right. you by law, I guess, um, your medical records cannot be shown to anyone else, right? It's private between mm-hmm. you and your physician. And this would essentially negate a lot of that, or it would, it, and, and what, what essentially does is put a foot in the door, right? Because once right. you, once you have access to one part of medical records, you have access to, I mean, what, it's, it, again, it goes to, well, why not the rest of it? If we, if we can know whether you have gotten vaccinated for this specific, specific thing or not, why can't we know what else is in your medical history to make sure that everyone is safe? Right. Um, and the guy basically says that it's different because instead of being discriminated against, uh, for for being sick for something or having some sort of medical condition, you might actually get a job because you're vaccinated, right? And again, talking mm. about proving the point, he says that uh, it, he's he's essentially saying like, if you're not vaccinated, you're basically going to be outcast. Like you're going to yep. be an outcast on in certain jobs. Like you won't be able to get a job on a cruise ship. You won't be able to you know do whatever, right? It's and, creating a caste system. Exactly. Um, he, oh, and then the other thing that was really funny is he, the the reporter refuses to ask directly how this will affect black people because overwhelmingly um, people in black communities are not getting the vaccine. And he does this, this really fancy dance. Doesn't say POC, doesn't say any of the words that are generally associated with that. He completely uh, dances around the whole idea of, hey, a lot of black people aren't getting this. What, you know, how do we deal with that? And he's basically like, it essentially comes down to, we will shun them and then they will get the vaccine. Yep. Ostracize them, uh, demean them, call them extremists, conspiracy theorists, and then they'll follow suit. Right. And it's real. it's, it's an extension of the Patriot Act surveillance programs, except for this is a medical surveillance program. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wanted to point that out and I'm sorry that I didn't get the clips, but you can go watch the thing in entirety. It's only about six minutes and it's just the most insane thing that I've ever heard. 
yeah. that they're basically like, get over it. This is the, the way that things are going to be now. You basically don't have the freedoms that you used to have. And this is what we talk about every yep. single week where it's like, if you give the power to these people, you will never get it back. Exactly. They're trying to consolidate that power, the federal government and state governments. And they want to use apps to receive this information and send your information and location to unsecure federal and state databases. And the issue here isn't a private business problem. It's a rights issue, a human rights issue. Yes. It's a natural rights issue if you want to take it exactly. to, to the extreme where it's like, no one has the right to tell you to do this stuff. Um, no one has the right to tell you uh, who you can and can't work for uh, yep. ba based on whether it's, listen, whether it's religious or personal, uh, people don't have the right to deny you access to a job based on something like that, right? Especially something like this, right? This is not the bubonic plague. This is not something where if you walked into uh, the office, everyone would literally like die or, you know, you could potentially put the, the company out of business. The government right. put these companies out of business and now they're basically saying, uh, you know, bend the knee papers, please. Yep. So, um, I had a couple other things in here. They'll just run through real quick. Uh, the only other thing I could find, and they mention it in the, in that, uh, that interview, uh, about vaccines being required for uh, travel was uh, for yellow fever, which I went, oh, are you still allowed to say that? You know, it's on I know, CNN. Right? I didn't think we could. Yeah, and so uh, I, I found that article, and it's basically in it, certain places in Africa, you can't travel there. And again, this is, it, hope maybe this will prove to people that this idea of not wanting to get uh, the Ronavax uh, isn't the same as being anti-vax because mm -hmm. yellow, like a vaccine for yellow fever has been around for an, ex an extended period of time. And you're not, as far as I know, you're not hearing these outrageous stories, uh, coming out yet. Right. This is just, we're in untested waters right now with a lot of this stuff. And there's a lot of people that are hesitant to do this for a number of different reasons. Some of it's religious, exactly. some of it's historical, uh, some of it's just a lack of trust in the government. So uh, people need to like, stop trying to force this crap on people um exactly and then there is a uh group called uh the let's see let me make sure i'm getting this right the great barrington declaration uh i the yeah. again, uh the article is in the show notes or the website for these people and it's a lot of medical professionals people who have just as much experience and authority as as anyone and maybe even to some degree more than some of the people that they throw around on the internet on a regular basis and they're essentially saying that what should have happened is it should have been protection for the most vulnerable until we figured out what was going on right and again this right. is one of those things that it's like you can and this is just my standpoint across the board when it comes to this stuff you can give people direction but again mm -hmm. you you can't lock old like elderly people in their homes or wherever they are right like that is right. in, that is inhumane they have the choice of whether they want to go out in public and risk getting sick or not right they literally have to do that all the time because they have uh compromised immune systems generally exactly so and they should be allowed that choice it's their right absolutely so that's just that's another link if you guys are interested in kind of looking into some of the other information that you're not going to hear on a regular basis so joseph uh Tell me about shooting migrants to the moon. Yeah, so, you know, there's a crisis at the border, 
and Biden's talking about mass mandates and COVID restrictions and lockdowns and all that stuff. Yes. Because he really cares, you know, about the spread of COVID um, so much so that uh, there's so many people and children coming across the border. He's had to request from NASA um, the ability to create more migrant facilities at their base so that he can launch the migrant children in the space. What? <laughs> I thought they were just giving them those blankets that made them look like uh, baked potatoes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so obviously Biden's not, uh, the admin doesn't want to, send migrant children to the moon but i just find it hysterical that you know one of his campaign promises was ending the uh cages for children and and uh, not having that any longer and now not only the guy who originally <laughs> created it creating more and we have a, a huge problem at the border because of it and not only that but do you know who some of the original founders of nasa were Who's that? They were Nazis. Oh, and I didn't know that. I, yeah. I know that about IBM and some other yeah, places. Yeah, they they got some of their rocket scientists to start NASA. So if you really want to go into a weird direction with that, they're now sticking migrants in facilities created by Nazis. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> and tracking them with IBM. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Giving them all, uh, what was it, VWs to drive around in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I wanted to just mis- mention this uh, because I kind of found it funny, and I I don't like Michael Knowles very much. I find him to be yeah. quite pompous and arrogant uh, just in the way that he presents himself to the public. Uh, right. But, you know, cancel culture is a popular topic right now. Um and he uh, he lost one of his sponsors in Harry's Razors over a uh, something apparently that he said on Candace Owens' show like a couple of years ago, uh, long before she was a part of Daily Wire or anything like that. And he went on this like whole tirade about it. And I, I and the, you can go listen I, again. We're, we link this stuff so you can go see for yourself uh, what he had to say. But he was super disingenuous about it because at first it's like, well, it's ridiculous that. Um, a, he he plays the this person only had like two followers so why is Harry's listening mm-hmm. to them when I have way more followers and I understand it it definitely looks sort of like an assassination of his like character to some degree where they're like he said transphobic things therefore Harry shouldn't work with him instead of them like I don't know being adults and talking to him and getting his side of the story because they were one of his sponsors like yeah it's not it, fault is wherever you you kind of fall i think politically a lot of the time uh i kind of part of me doesn't care it's like you know it's it's funny but it's like in this situation like they are a a private company and as far as i know harry's isn't getting uh government stipends or anything like amazon and some of these other places are so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different right uh in that Mm -hmm. scenario if if they decide they don't want to work with you because they don't like something that you said it's like it's well within their right to do that oh Um, yeah not only that but he was really disingenuous about how it it's like an attack on his listeners. Like he's basically like, it's an attack on me because of my beliefs. Therefore it's an attack on all of you. And you read the thing and they're just like, well, we've decided not to work with him because we disagree about his stance on LGBTQ plus rights. And I'm like, right. Okay. (laughs) 
moving on. <laughs> him saying they listened to an account with two followers is like a celebrity getting pulled over by a cop and the celebrity saying, do you know who I am? Yeah. Oh, it's the exact same thing. He's definitely pulling the, do you not know who I am? Yeah. Um, you know, and he's he's probably, I follow him on Twitter because I'm always kind of curious. I like to see what everybody's kind of like talking about and where everybody kind of yeah. stands on certain issues. And he just, he comes across all, comes across all the time as super arrogant. And then when he gets called out for stuff on Twitter, like he'll leave it up, but then he never responds to anyone. When it's like, no, what's, the, he what's, what's the context behind your stupid statement about Ron Paul? <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. It's like, what? Well, speaking of stupidity and arrogance and pride, um, should I pull up I'll the, let you... Should I pull this up? Go ahead. Do, go ahead. Do uh, it. Do you want to explain it? No, no, no. We don't got to pull it up. Don't, don't worry you about wanna, it. You don't People will probably have seen it. Okay. Uh, if you uh, want to, you can. So, whatever you want to do. I, um, I'm I'm gonna tiptoe around this a little bit only because this is part of pop culture as far as Little Nas is concerned. It's that's his mm -hmm. name, right? Little Nas X. Little Nas X. Um, he Old Town, he, Old Town Road. Road was the thing he was like most popular for, and being a homosexual. <laughs> yes, I think those are <laughs> the two things he's probably most famous for. Um, he helped design or is promoting a shoe from a company called Mischief. Who took mm -hmm. a 1997 Jordan, or is it a? Hang on, me, I don't know what kind of shoe it, it is, a, but it's, it's a Nike, Nike shoe. shoe. I could have sworn um, that they said that it was 1997 Air Max sneaker. Yeah, um, it's a devil sneaker or Satan sneaker, depending on who you're talking to, I guess. Um, yes. Have you? I, I've seen some of. It's mostly. It was brought to my attention uh, from friends, which is surprising because usually In our Twitter. Discord. Oh, okay. So technically, the the first thing that came out is that he put a music video out last week where he yeah. gives Satan a lap dance. Yep. Um. And, go ahead. And these shoes, they have pentagrams on them. They have uh, on the laces. Ten eighteen yeah. that says. And Satan fell like lightning from the sky, I believe. That's yeah. what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roughly. And I have it right here. Yep. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And they're only making 666 pairs. And the it's supposed to have the, the price is blood 10, in the shoe. Yeah, the price is like 1018 in reference to the verse. Yep. Um, there's it has one drop of human blood. Shoe, one drop of human blood. And then the rest is dying. Can we say allegedly? Allegedly. Uh, okay, so that's the shoe, right? Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Because I actually, go ahead. I don't know where what you where you kind of land on this. Um, now, I, and I mentioned this in our in our Discord, but you know, yeah, it's dumb, but it's completely there to drum up drama in order to yep. sell these things and get attention to his music video for one mm -hmm. um, and to sell these shoes. Cause I'm sure he's getting paid right. by mischief a certain amount of money in order to put these out, whatever the, whatever the case may be to get mm -hmm. the comp probably to help promote the company. Cause I imagine mischief does a lot of this sort of stuff. And, um, and who is mischief? Are uh, so it's not Nike creating these, right? No, it's a, uh, a middleman. They customize the Nikes, so they get the yes. Nikes and they customize them. I don't know how that works. 
uh, I guess Nike, I mean, Nike seems to, I don't know if they ever came out and, and said, no, we're we're not involved with this. Um, there wasn't anything in the article about it. Dude, but, could you imagine? One thing to point out there is if somebody made like, oh man, I don't. Like an Allah shoe? Some, an Allah shoe? Allah shoe or something about, you know, uh, the history of oppression of black people, you know, you could bring, you know, some type of Confederate flag shoe yeah. or whatnot, you know, don't get me and, wrong. I, I understand why people are upset about it, mm-hmm. but it's really surprising. The people that, that I, <laughs> sorry guys, that I know personally that kind of got upset about it at one reason or another, because we grew up with South park and I've, I think I've said this before on the show, but I mean, it's listen. If you want to be offended by it, if if you want to call out the stupidity of it, yeah. I mean, like it's dumb, right? Right. But it's not a hill that I feel the need to die on because at the end of the day, it doesn't really make much of a difference in my life. Yeah. And and this is the thing is like I I, I saw a friend post about how it's like this is like especially it was mostly towards the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying it's like oh this is terrible. Like parents uh, need to to go against this and you know, yada, yada. And I'm like, but that's what you're there for. It's like, you're there to protect your kids from these kinds of things as long as you have the ability to do so and to raise them in a manner that you see fit. Like that's, you have the freedom to do that the same way that Lil Nas X can make Satan shoes and give Satan a lap dance. If he so chooses, you do not have to like it. You can call it out. Watch it. You don't have to watch it unless it gets sneak attacked on you by Michael Malice on Twitter. Uh, that's, that's what happened to me. And I was just like, Oh God, it was like slightly funny. Cause it was like a fake apology video. And then it immediately yeah. cuts over to him, uh, like giving Satan a laugh. And so I went, dang it. <laughs> I was like, you oh, got me man. like modern day Rick roll. I actually thought about throwing it in the discord, but I was like, I think I'm going to piss people off if I do that. So oh, yeah. I was like, well, better I, not. Well, I think too, the other thing is that it's exactly what you said. You're an adult. You can express your opinion. You can mm-hmm. talk to people around you. You can post on social media if you want. But how much, how much energy and time should you give to something like this? Exactly. And for me, it was this isn't that important. I can understand people wanting to talk about a music video we now have in culture of this guy giving a lap dance to uh, Satan yeah. and stuff like that, and then these other things. But again, it goes back to don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Don't you know promote it. You know if you no, the more yeah. you leave it alone, the less it spreads yeah no one is sitting you in a chair uh opening your eyelids and forcing you to watch this right Mm -hmm. you're an adult protect your children if you have them you know try to protect your family talk to those around you that you care about and others and just kind of express that yeah this isn't the first time someone has used like religious controversy to drum up business Mm -hmm. for something and i promise you it won't be the last and so and they didn't just make satan shoes they also made jesus shoes they did make jesus shoes um which I mean, you could even say that this is more, in a way, blasphemous than the Satan shoes in wow. a sense. And these were selling for four thousand dollars. So if it makes anybody feel better, at least these were priced higher than the Satan shoes. They, they actually look good though. They were, lie. with the exception of the cross. That like yeah, the, on like, the shoe. Yeah, the rosary yeah, or whatever hanging off the top. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, but everything those else are clean. It, like, <laughs> supposed to, yeah, they're clean. You should. Like, buy... They're supposed to have holy water in it, water from the Jordan <laughs> oh, River. So you should buy both pairs and wear one of each around. That oh way it, man, it negates everything out. I actually uh, uh, a day 
mentioned something about like missing out on some sort of like Nike um, bidding thing that he was doing today. And I told yeah. him, I was like, you should buy some of those devil shoes. And I was like, because for those of you who don't know, our, our buddy a day is a, a pastor in North Carolina. And um, he's a youth pastor too, which makes it even funnier. And he's like, oh my God. And I was like, bro, <laughs> you probably end up on sne- uh, preachers and sneakers if you, <laughs> you wore those. <laughs> Oh, man, probably that or the Jesus shoes if he got those. And then he would be immediately fired more than likely or at least get a, oh, a stern yeah. talking to. But I mean, it's just a joke. I mean, and this is the thing. guy. Well, it's like. Speaking of a day. Uh, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. <laughs> What's that? Because Francis is huge and, and muscular and big and that's exactly a day he's huge muscular and big stipe is in a way an undersized heavyweight um and he, he weighs like 230 but francis and a day both are just solid muscle so uh if you don't know what i'm talking about uh in the ufc heavyweight division we had stipe miocic who is considered by many to be the greatest heavyweight of all time fight for the second time Francis Ngannou Stipe won in the first match by unanimous decision completely dominated Francis Francis learned some of those from uh some of those mistakes and he just straight knocked Stipe Miocic out cold so what happened is that uh for those who didn't watch it uh Stipe got tagged and when he got tagged, he was running away from uh, Francis. And when Francis was firing at him, Stipe threw a punch back and stunned uh, Francis, made him a little wobble on the feet some, and he thought he hurt Francis more so than he did, and then Francis made him pay. Yeah. And him to the underworld with that knockout. <laughs> Francis Naganu could just swing his punch by me and not even hit me and I'd get knocked out. It'd be like a 50 cal knockout. You know what I mean? You just got to <laughs> get like right by the person, just zip it by. But yeah, so that's interesting. Cause I'm interested to see what they do next. I think that you definitely have to do the Stipe versus Francis fight next. Uh, Cause Francis did a good job defending the takedown in the first fight. But I felt like Stipe was a little bit too tentative as well, which I don't, I mean, I don't freaking blame him. I'd be tentative yeah. as well. But, uh, I think next you probably let Stipe recover from his knockout. And so you, I think the most exciting fight you can do is Francis Naganu versus um, John Jones in August. Ooh. And then that would be the most exciting fight. And then the winner of that fight, like if it's John Jones, then I say you do John Jones versus Derek Lewis. And then you have Stipe fight Naganu. If Naganu was to beat John Jones, then I say you do, depending on what the fashion of the victory is for both of them i say you do uh naganu versus steve next or lewis next i mean it'd be fine Hmm. cool but yeah that's pretty much it for that uh (laughs) and then that got me thinking about when we were talking about who's the greatest athlete of our generation and so i wasn't able to clip this but i need you to just start it at the four minute and 50 second mark I, i got you i saw it earlier i'm already ready to go 
right, you let's ready? do it. All right. Yep. Oh, this is Serena Williams. Andy Murray, he oh, he was been joking about um, myself and him playing a match, and I'm like, Andy, seriously, like, are you kidding me? Because for me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0, and five to six minutes, maybe ten minutes, because, it's, no, no, it's it, true, it's honestly, true, it's a completely, really. it's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me, and um, they, they get, they serve harder, they hit harder, it's just a different game, and I love to play women's tennis, and I, I only want to play girls, because I don't want to be embarrassed, I would not do the tour, I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice, so Andy, stop it, yeah. we're not gonna, I'm not gonna let you kill me. I'm, I'm with you, when it comes to tennis, I only want to play girls. Yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> that was good, right? So, that's, that, that's basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. So you have Serena Williams. When we were talking about either what was it the last week the or the week before? No, last. this was like this was like episode two. Two. Oh yeah, yeah man. weeks running together. I know, man. Uh, and we were talking about the greatest athlete of all time, and people wanted to bring up Serena Williams and the champion, uh, like how many Grand Slams she's won, and she's the best athlete of all time. And this isn't discrediting anything about Serena Williams. No, not at, at all. all. She is phenomenal. I mean, one of the best tennis players. Yeah. Uh, this was from a couple of years probably ago. Probably the best. In my opinion, she's the best women's tennis player of all time. Yeah. And that was um, from. And then I would probably include her sister as number two. Yeah. Uh, but and, I don't know much about tennis, <laughs> male or, or female. Yeah. Neither do I. I don't, I don't know. I had a crush on uh, a tennis player when I was like a teenager because we worked together at a summer camp, but that was about it. Yeah. I got into it a little bit when <laughs> in early college, uh, late high school. But <laughs> anyway, uh, and then I was like, wait, I think if I remember correctly, I remember when Serena was and her sister were on the verge of becoming international superstars and they were both 16 at the time. And uh, she, Serena said that her and her sister both said that they could beat any man outside the top 200. And so the 203rd ranked uh, male player challenged them. Uh, his name is, what was his name? Baruch, am I saying that right? And I want to say he had just finished drinking some beers and coming from playing golf uh, when... Back to back. <laughs> yep. And, and then beat them both back to back. Um, and so I think it, the point of this is just to say, you know, there's a lot in the in the media right now with uh, transgender men going men going into women's sports and dominating their setting world records. Uh, completely shattering, you know, other women's um, accomplishments and you know their goals and, and, and their money and their livelihood and stuff because they can't dominate with but, men. But Megan Rapinoe is worried about uh, unequal pay between women's soccer and men's soccer, while women yeah. are being beaten in the octagon by transgender women yep and the usa team two lost a fit, uh, high school wasn't it high school team of 15 year old boys i think so it was like the elite like level now don't get me wrong yeah. the now here's the thing the women's the usa's women's team is way better than the metal team with soccer well i mean I we can i mean by by the standard of they their tournaments like the women yes. have done significantly better, but 
I don't know if they, I mean, the, I don't know if they could. Uh, I mean, I, I've been kind of like away from soccer for yeah. a few years just because it, you know, the U.S. team has a big mm-hmm. grade or whatever. But like, I, I don't know, man. Like, especially if you ever watch any, even some of these like MLS games. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, not everybody in MLS is on the the U.S. team or whatever. But right. it's a it's a totally different environment. I mean, those guys are. It, it's it's a. Uh, it's very visceral in MLS compared yeah. to other. It's it's very American, if you will, in yeah. the way that they play soccer. But well, I say I say better in the context of championships and and what they've won sure. and everything like that. Now, obviously, if the women's team went up against the male's team, they'd get dominated. Yeah, I mean, but that's I mean, destroyed. But that's I'm just saying. But the thing is, is that the the that male that the USA women's team isn't bringing in as much revenue as the male team that does worse than mm-hmm. the female team that does better as yeah. far as accomplishments are concerned. Yeah. Um, and so with the same thing here, that's why I want to bring, bring that up is it just comes down to a biological difference between men and women. <gasps> and you have blah, blah, blah. naughty know, it's Joseph. Just, it's just being reasonable, <laughs> right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Amanda Nunez, this, this isn't saying that women aren't capable of great things and challenging men and stuff like that right there are the exceptions out there but those exceptions prove the the validity of the rule Mm -hmm. and so you know that's really all i gotta say about that (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's fine um what was next oh uh yeah let me talk let's get into um a little bit of entertainment news. We've talked. Let's do it. New. It's not really news. It's just, it's more of me being really annoyed because one of my favorite comics of all time has sort of fallen victim to intersectionality. And so to some degree has Falcon and the winter soldier. I mean, oh, people are going to be, people are going to be un- very unhappy with me for saying this, but I don't really care. So we've talked in the past about, um, tokenism. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I got a definition, uh, that I think, sums it up pretty well it says the policy of making only a perfunctory effort or symbolic gesture towards the accomplishment of a goal uh, such as racial integration uh, i thought that fit pretty well for what tokenism is uh, it's essentially when you uh, swap out a character for another version of that character based on race sex gender Right. Uh, maybe some other things in there, but it, it's usually something that is um, intersectional in that way. Um, so right. whether you, you know, a, a lot of what happens in comic books, and this is kind of a funny thing, is like comic books are erasing redheads, so they're replacing red the the redheaded characters with black characters. Um, and this is the thing: is it's and and I like that definition a lot because it. it proves the point to some degree that it's like they're only doing this as a way to try to signal to people uh that they're an ally or whatever the case may be and in the process they're disrespecting the source material of the of um that it comes from right so for instance with invincible which is a uh, a comic book uh i believe by the same creator uh creators of um the walking dead or at least one of them the original comic love invincible uh i haven't finish the entire thing uh because i don't think it was when i read through it it was not done yet um right but it's it uh you guys should definitely check it out the actual comic it's fantastic it's sort of a 
better telling of Superman than Superman. Uh, and I won't I won't ruin anything because the first the first few issues have like massive spoilers in it for the rest of the the show um, or the rest of the 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 run of uh, of the comics. But it's it's really good. Uh, they give you kind of this look at what it would be like if you wrote Superman in a way where he wasn't the like the most powerful thing ever and you have to create these like intergalactic beings to constantly beat him and even when he fights them he pretty much overcomes them or he's resurrected like superman just you know and and again i'm coming from superman more of like the the movie sphere of things and it's just like they, he's he's been terribly done almost across the board um at least from a character not necessarily his personality in the movies but just he's just so strong and it's like they no one can ever seem to figure out what to do with him yeah uh so i would recommend the comics the thing that bothers me is that and i think invincible is they released an animated version of it this last like this past friday right the first three episodes i imagine it'll be like a 10 episode run that'll run through i doubt the first compendium of the comics but it i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure where it's gonna where it'll leave off Anyway, uh, they replaced one of the minor characters in it. So you're not even talking like one of the absolute main characters in a cast of people that's already pretty diverse. Uh, I mean, you have a redhead, you have uh, an uh, an Asian girl, um, you have like the main character's best friend is gay. So you're already kind of talking about a pretty diverse cast of people, right? Right. So they took this this somewhat i mean she's in the story early on a lot um but they replaced this kind of like she was kind of i guess like the popular blonde girl in the comics and -hmm. they made her a black girl who specifically likes ta-nehisi coates and third wave feminism (laughs) and it's the most blatant you and they're not they don't even try to like make it subtle or kind of show her as sort of this like strong independent woman type character they mm-hmm. they basically they they basically just straight up like i think it's in the third episode they're like oh yeah if you want to get to know her you need to read ta-nehisi coats and also things about third wave feminism and i'm like what are they doing and and she's basically a completely different character to her character in the book in every conceivable way right in the comic i think she's not necessarily an airhead but she's pretty arrogant and stuck up and she's the pretty girl um that the main character likes likes until he he meets um eve later on so i it just i mean man it just makes me roll my eyes and it's it's so disingenuous and yeah people deserve better like if you're gonna do this create a new comic with brand new characters that aren't just reskins of previous characters because all you're doing is tokenizing characters to pander to a specific audience and a lot of time those people don't read those books i doubt most of the people that will listen to this or that will uh, like run across this at all know what invincible is unless you're like I ran across it just because of another podcast that I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the the comics were recommended to me, and I was like, "This is this is great." And I do I recommend the comics, but it just it bugs me, man. Like I yeah, because they rehash the same story and the same issues within that, and everything. And, sorry, keep going. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say that's the problem with Cap uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right, is that Falcon is reduced to black man living in America. A guy who's fought alongside Captain America 
who saved the world on multiple occasions, fought Thanos, yep. and then he walks into a bank in the first episode and he can't get a loan. Like what? The guy who saved the world can't get alone. The guy who saved the galaxy. Yeah. Prevented genocide. <laughs> is this isn't a flashback? This is after those events. This right? is after those events because they talk about. Yeah, they're pretty much done. Other than the Black Widow movie, which they're pretty much throwing out to die. I think at this point. Yeah. But yeah, and so that happens in the first episode. In the second episode, he gets the. Can I see some ID from a cop? And I'm like, bro, this dude flies around with wings on, and these guys don't know who he is. Yep. Like these kids, these a random kids who yeah. saved the galaxy. Yeah. We don't know who he is. Ten minutes earlier, a a kid recognizes him, and he makes fun of him, right? Right. And you're telling me this cop doesn't know who Falcon is? I, it, it, and that's the thing is like. This is what I'm saying. It's lazy. It's yep. lazy writing. I do not mind. Like this is the thing is I do not mind. Excuse me. People looking at those kind of issues in modern America, right? Taking a, mm-hmm. a lens, like uh, taking a magnifying gla- glass, essentially, and holding it up to the lens of certain aspects of American culture, whether that's today or the in the past, right? Right. What bothers me is when it's just shoved in for the sake of being there. Yep. Right. And so or it doesn't make any sense because it's not again, it's not like they did even it's not like they did a flashback to him growing up or before he was an Avenger. Right. Or anything like that. It makes it's, no it makes no sense for his character development at all. Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like they're like, no, you can't have a loan. And you're like, what? And then if you and here's the thing that's crazy about that too, is that like Falcon knows a lot of wealthy people. So it's it's one of those things that it's just lazy it's lazy writing and not to mention that the show honestly is kind of boring like the mm. the fight scenes aren't great and and this is I think going to be a problem with a lot of these TV shows because this is something yeah. that uh, WandaVision struggled with too is that there's too many characters they're they're mm. shoving so much in and you're like where is this going and it's like why are you trying to make uh Sam the new Captain America like Falcon and I know he was Falcon in the comics but it's just one of those things that's like it feels so forced and his character seems to have lost like all confidence and yeah. you know and and, and it's and the that's exact it. same problem with DC with the Justice League too many <laughs> characters yeah. and one movie with no background to any of them then you try to shove in the background and then this and then that and then and it's just so much and I think everybody's trying to they've seen the success of Lord of the Rings they've seen the success of um game of thrones and so they want to mimic that but it's like game of thrones built these built this thing up gradually it didn't just exactly jump into these things kind of like comic books yes like and now yeah it's like they're just they're trying to shove all these characters in they're bypassing like we still haven't seen i get that fantastic four hasn't had like a great track record in uh (laughs) in the movie comic book space but they're bypassing that you know, the X-Men still, you know, what will be, if they ever put it out, probably one of their most popular franchises moving forward uh, once Disney finally kind of, like, works all the details out of that. Yeah. Um, and they're, yeah, they're just doing a lot of stuff that most people won't know that they've changed characters or whatever the case may be. But it just, 
it's one of those things that it's becoming more and more obvious in I'll just say Hollywood for a lack of a better way of like just to kind of like lump everything together. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more obvious that they just want to push political agendas or they and they want you to think certain ways yep. because it's sort of like the popular thing but it, it it's not creative it doesn't make sense for the character right? right like we're not we're not talking about someone who is living in an area where that might be the case even like today culturally right and it's just it i don't buy it and it and it bothers me uh you know it's like why are they still why is this still the only thing they can come up for or like come up with when you have a black character well mo has a phrase for this you remember what it is as far as when it comes to entertainment oh yeah it's um uh trauma-based entertainment yep so if you guys don't know and, and this this doesn't uh mo comes at it from sort of the, i guess the black perspective of it even mm-hmm. though i think i think you can make the argument that they do this for men women whatever the case may be yep. um and it doesn't always have to be like cinema or tv or whatever the whatever the case like i would consider like ben shapiro to be trauma-based entertainment occasionally uh because yep. the, the dude is like constantly fear-mongering about stuff right something um yeah so you that's what it is all the time where it's like oh we're gonna make another another movie about how the police are bad right Right. Where no one comes up with any answers at the end. It's just police bad. And that's like. Exactly. All right. Come on. Yeah. Like, do you, where are the. We're making another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. It's like, where, where, where are the, where are the moments where like, or the, the stories, right? Original stories where you have care, like, like, I, I can't remember who I saw argue this, but African culture is very rich. Like, just there's yes, so is. much to it, right? And I actually, I watched The Mummy uh, recently, and mm-hmm. Egyptian culture also has a lot of history. There's a lot of interesting stories that come out of that that people could use to to essentially just take something like that, reskin it as something in modern times, and tell kind of an interesting story about it. Yeah. Um, and they don't do that. They still just do the racism thing. Exactly. And, and and look, we understand like we understand like it is a topical issue of today. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's lazy that they just go back to the same well over and over and over again with this topic. Where it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It's just forced in there because well, you've been through it, so we're gonna put this in there and now you can relate to it. It's not it's not great writing, producing, directing to where it flows and makes sense. That's why I asked you, because I haven't seen Falcon the Winter Soldier, and I was asking you, oh, were they doing this? Were they showing flashbacks? Like, were they showing like <laughs> him coming up before he was an Avenger? Because no, surely after he has saved the world and the galaxy multiple times, it's like I you, mean, you don't think that some government would have basically, <laughs> like, even in uh, what was it? Um, what was the asteroid movie? Armageddon, right? Yeah. All all of those guys were at least promised something if they came back alive, right? And you're right. T- you're telling me that this guy who put his life on the line can't get a loan? Yeah, and it's going to to a cop yeah. when the cop and these people would know, oh, hey, they just defeated this to, evil alien force. Not to mention, for some reason, Sam doesn't have his ID on him in that scene. And he's like, oh, I don't have my ID on me. And I'm like, what? You're a grown man. 
I I don't think I ever leave my house without my ID, right? Yeah. And he's also he works for the military, so he's probably got multiple IDs. It's just dude, right. it's so for it's so forced. Lazy. Yeah, it's lazy, and it's forced. forced. Speaking uh, of lazy, it's forced. <laughs> Uh, are we talking about, down in Georgia? Okay, we're talking about the Georgia thing. Do you want me to play? I'm going to play this because I think it's important. Go ahead. Uh, hang on, I got to pull it up. Do you want to explain kind of what was going on while I'm pulling this up? I don't even know what was going on. Do, oh, oh no, 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 this is the voting rights thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing yeah, we've talked Georgia's about. Georgia's sweeping new oh, election yeah, yeah. law. So, uh, old Governor Kemp down in Georgia and uh, Governor Stacey Abrams signed into law. <laughs> um, <laughs> She still hasn't accepted defeat. I'm just going off of her word. Um, and so Governor Kemp signed into law a voting rights bill that I, I haven't even read everything because, um, I mean, it's Georgia and I don't really give a piece. This uh, this uh, clip will give a biased opinion on it a little bit, but it, it, it covers most of the, the primary things. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, President Biden calling it Jim Crow in the 21st century. Governor Kemp behind closed doors signing the bill into law last night. A state lawmaker arrested, knocking on his office door, asking to witness the signing. Georgia, one of more than 40 states now moving to set new limits on voting under the guise of election security, despite no credible evidence of widespread election fraud. Opponents argue it will only suppress the vote, especially in black communities. ABC's Steve Osinsami is in Atlanta. It's the new election law that many tonight are calling racist, signed by the same Georgia governor who refused to go along with the wildest rumors of widespread fraud in the last two elections where the Democrats won. And here's what he's saying now. There's no doubt there were many alarming issues with how the election was handled. There are now two photos defining this pivotal moment, one with the white Republican men signing the law and another with a lone black woman getting arrested for trying to get in the room. State Representative Park Cannon is a Democrat, and she was put in jail after she refused to stop knocking on the governor's door. U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock is the pastor of her church and was at the jail when they bailed her out. What we have witnessed today is a desperate attempt to lock out and squeeze the people out of their own democracy. Those popular outdoor ballot drop boxes that were available 24-7 can now only be used inside an early voting location and only while that location is open. You'll now need to provide a license or an ID number to vote by mail. And it's now a crime in Georgia for anyone other than a poll worker to offer food or water to people waiting in the endless lines they often see in the large cities. Outside the state house, black and brown voters are screaming that this is voter suppression. The president today called the new rules Jim Crow in the 21st century. They passed a law saying you can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else to know that this is nothing but punitive designed to keep people from voting. Let's bring in Steve Ossi. All right, uh, it's, that pretty much covers it. So my first question is, first off, why was Biden touching his mask that you're not supposed to touch your face when you have a his, mask on? His, his piece of uh, paper over his face? Yeah, right. That's like the thinnest mask I think I've ever seen. Um, and he wasn't double masked either. I, I noticed that too. So Second, 
thirdly, oh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I thought David, did, don't you remember the Georgia Secretary of State and Governor Kemp? I think too as well coming out after the election, saying that it w- everything was secure. Yeah. So if everything so. was secure, he got why like, do we need to change anything? Yeah, he got like railed for coming out uh, in favor of uh, of a lot of that stuff, like being like at least from his side or whatever. Um, right. People were like really mad at him for that. So uh, that's what I have. That's my question. So were they unsecure and that's why you need to change everything? Uh, or if they were secure, why are you changing stuff? Now, I'm not a Republican. David's not a Republican. But from what we heard from a biased source, that seems pretty reasonable. You probably shouldn't be able to get food and drink while you're standing in line from someone who's not a poll worker. Right. right? Well, the people that are the thing that they're worried about is uh, election. What is it? Um because you can't, I was gonna say protest bribery. But, yeah, like you, you cannot uh, try to convince people who to vote for uh, within a certain distance of uh, voting places, right? And so, yeah, right. it's a kind of this idea that if it, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we'll provide lunch for you if you vote for a candidate. Now that or might it's... that might here's the thing is is uh, I think stuff's missing from this, and and this is mm-hmm. kind of beside the point of why I kind of brought this up, but. There's probably some stuff missing because the original thing that I wrote didn't even say that poll workers could give. That report said that poll yeah. workers were allowed to provide water um, or yep. whatever for water or food for people, which I Standing mean, in line. And don't get me wrong. I, you know, I voted in 2008 uh, at the Galleria in Smyrna, Georgia, and I waited in mm-hmm. line for about three hours. And that was insane. Um, that was also when uh, Barack Obama won his first presidency. So. Uh, a lot more people were voting at that point, even though this most recent one, I think, uh, was pretty similar. Right. And didn't, David, if I remember correctly, uh, so first off, I guess the case would be, man, I want to say, not just trying to buy someone's vote with food. That probably doesn't happen that often. I mean, who's going to give their vote for food? There's people out there. Is it so much to sway an election? Maybe when it's closed. I think it's more so of, using that to kind of try to sway people to vote. I think that's the thing is it's like using food and drink to talk to people about, Oh, why are you voting for this person? Yeah. And maybe there's, I don't know. I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there. Intimidation <laughs> and stuff that come along. It still comes across to me as dumb, but I feel like I would need to see more of the reasoning behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, so, but the, the real reason I brought, I, I brought this up for a couple of reasons, right? Right, I, and, and I found this interesting, and and I've heard this echoed uh, since this incident happened last week, I believe. Uh, first of all, this is just another example of using uh, past trauma on a situation mm-hmm. that's not nearly as bad. Guys, this isn't Jim Crow. It's not modern day Jim Crow, right? Yeah. What this is is politics. It's dirty. It's uh, secretive. It's unfair. Um, and no, well, no one no one is like Jim Crow is essentially like black people must drink from this water fountain, right? Yeah. You you would pretty much agree with no that. No one's or, saying that. Yeah, it's like back of the bus style stuff. Right. Uh this is one lady who is black, uh, who was a like arrested and charged. I, I and again, I don't really know what happened. Like they're they're portraying yeah. they're portraying it as she knocked on his door, got arrested, charged with some sort of crime. Right. For knocking Listen, on his door. I, I'm not going to speak to 
whether that should have happened, what the case, because that's it's not really a point. But what people need to understand is that if people are going to play dirty like they did on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If the, if, if the Democrats are going to play this dirty game of calling people insurrectionists in a situation where it probably wasn't called for, why are you surprised when there's blowback in another situation that comes yep. at your side? Right. Exactly. Because and, a lot of people just wandered into there. They weren't rioting in the Capitol riots. You know, you got MAGA grandma for Oklahoma has no idea what's going on. Oh, the crowd's moving this way. I'm following too. Right. All of a sudden she's being nailed by the FBI for things she, she didn't do. And so in the same sense, now you have that blowback being done here. Yes. And I, one thing I didn't bring up was also, I do understand the necessity for creating some type of uh, law on Georgia's end because weren't we waiting like two days for the results to, you know? Oh, it was insane. But it then was again, an who insane knows, wait time. Who knows if any any of what, from what I've read, like I don't know how how much that will actually play into it. Like that, no one seems right. to actually be solving this problem of exactly. hey, it took some of these states a week, two weeks to actually finish their counts. Everyone's sitting around yeah. like, so who's the president? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, um, exactly. But this this goes back to this thing and and Warnock. I mean, obviously, he and I have a disagreement in politics because, uh, and, and actually, I, I think uh, I should. I just want to like preface this a little bit, um, and you can fill in if you if you feel like mm -hmm. I missed anything. People don't understand what the word democracy means. Yep. So, if a democracy is essentially like a majority rule, it's like if you have ten people in a room. And nine of those ten people vote to beat up the tenth person, right? So right. nine people vote, yes, we would like to beat up this person. And then that person is the only one that says, no, I would not like to be uh, beaten up. Those ten people can still beat up that one person, right? Yeah. That is demo that's essentially democracy. Like, go, You can yep. go look it up. through. There's plenty of texts and, uh, that you can read about that, books, whatever the case may be. Uh, and so every time someone uses the word democracy, there's like they're stealing it from the American democracy. I'm like, I don't want that democracy anyway. I want to make sure that I, at the very least, I'm represented. Which, yep, you know, as we've talked about before, seems to not be uh, the case a majority of the time. Um, it it's a a sneaky way and a good word because it sounds patriotic. Like democracy sounds mm -hmm. patriotic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a sneaky way for people to kind of keep control of people. Be like, oh my god, they're stealing our voting rights, right? Um, and I think Maj Torre was the one who said recently that this is another example example of uh, the is it the quiet bigotry of low expectations? Yep. Uh, where you know the this thing, oh, this is going to hurt black people. It's like, so are you saying that black people are dumb and they can't get licenses? And if why and if that's the case, why are you not helping them, right? If you want secure elections, right? And this yeah. is this is an argument that constantly gets brought up, and it, it's kind of getting like old a little bit to, yeah, to kind of right. keep bringing it up. But it's like, well, why wouldn't you want the most secure election as possible? And it's like, guys, it's because the answer is that they don't want the most secure election as possible because politics is corrupt and everybody cheats. Yep. Like this probably isn't and the that's first. What it's about. Yeah, I, I they've already admitted that most elections have some level of fraud. Mm -hmm. So it's not too far off to believe that maybe that fraud in most elections is bigger and it's more about who's able to cheat better and do it sneakier. And that's 
ultimately and not how get they, caught. Exactly. Uh, yep. and, and, and it's like, that's, that's kind of how it is. And it's like, so why would you want, like, again, it goes, and I, guess, I don't know, you, you can add on to it. As far as I'm concerned, the last thing would be like, why do you want this? Like, why do you want this to be the way that it works? Like, why, why do you want Warnock and Ossoff and Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham and whoever else like you can't stand, right? Why do you want right. these, these people to have any say in the way that you live in your state? What you get exactly. to do on a regular basis, how you spend your money. I, yep. it, it just does not make sense to me. We really do need a reform of the federal, state, and local governments from yeah. top down, bottom up. But I think that's uh, – I think we can skip these next two and yeah, just go, go straight to into the, the main topic. To the big one. Yep. Uh, I'll let you take the lead. Uh, <laughs> uh, you want me to do it? No, no, that's fine. Um, okay. last, so about a week ago, right before we recorded uh, episode five, mm-hmm. so the previous episode, there was a shooting in Colorado, and this is after you and I had just gotten done covering the incident in Atlanta, speaking of mm-hmm. Georgia, uh, of a man walking in to three spas, uh, massage parlors, and killing uh, 10 people was yeah. was the end count, which actually was close to this one, too. Was this one 10 as well? I think so. I think it was 10. Uh, hang on, no, no. Was the no the other one was seven, because it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Either, other, I think Atlanta it was either was, seven Atlanta or eight. Was Santa, seven. Yeah, it's it's kind of besides the point, but again, uh, not necessarily similar in the way. But I mean, uh, literally, almost a week later, we have this other incident, um, of someone going into um, in Colorado, going into a grocery store, yeah. um, and killing ten people. Uh, <laughs> and of course. I, I, I so when we talked about covering this, I said I wanted to do it in a way that was not the same as the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some similarities, just in the sense that race got brought up again. But as you guys will see, it wasn't treated the same way. Um, right. And it's why you're, you you kind of see these narratives fall apart. It's unfortunate that this is the way that you have to see it, but you start to see these narratives fall apart a little bit uh, with this. Um, so one of the things that happened was that uh, Ilhan Omar, she wasn't the only one. And yep. I, I'm actually going to pull up that Twitter thread because I, I think we should kind of I, I, I think that'll be kind of an interesting little segment to have uh, that shows the one that you sent me on Twitter, not yeah. her thread, but but okay. like all of these people who who jumped to assumption about the race of the person who shot uh, the yep. 10 people in Colorado. Um, da 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 da. It. Uh, Oh, gosh. Here it is. Okay, so uh, the shooter's race... I'll I'll go ahead and say what... Okay, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so everyone assumed the the shooter was white because they didn't... um, Oh, because he came out alive. That Yeah, the guy was alive at the end, and so everyone just jumped to the conclusion that because he was alive uh, and the cops didn't kill him, that he was white, which is kind of a narrative within itself. Um, it's something that the media has been pushing for a- like ages. And people just get yeah. okey-doked all the time into believing that this is exactly what happens. It, it, almost like it's a science. Like, this is exactly what happens when someone survives a mass shooting. Uh, or when the shooter survives his own mass shooting. Uh, but Ilhan Omar came out and said, the shooter's race or ethnicity seems front and center when they aren't white. Otherwise, it's just a mentally ill young man having a bad day, which is or in reference to the... Um, the Atlanta shooter. 
Uh, narratives drive our responses to awful crimes committed against innocent people uh, against innocent people pay attention to these responses and who is targeted so i actually agree with the last part of that um narratives do yeah narratives do drive our responses to awful crimes committed against innocent people but it's it, it she's projecting because this guy yeah she is projecting this this guy wasn't white he he was Syrian. He was Asian. If you want to go yep. down that route, which is an interesting connection to uh, last week. Yeah, it is like Middle Eastern, Asian. It, you know, Syria is technically Western Asia. So, <coughs> and then, but yeah, and then she changes tune once it comes out that uh, no, 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 wait, wait, no. So she said, so he's Muslim is trending. Did I miss? He's Christian trending for last week's. Atlanta mass murderer. And yes, you did then, because everyone talked about it. Yeah, literally that, the two things. The two it. things they were talking about was that he was a white male and that he was Christian. Specifically, I think yep. they even mentioned he was Southern Baptist or something. Or he went at the very least he went to a Southern Baptist church. Right. It, none of that information was left on the table. So I'm like, you, you vote on things that affect everyone's lives, and you don't know what's happening in this country. Um, and then um, she changes tune. Did you want to read that or you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll read that. Yeah. I just didn't know if you had a, anything to add to that. But yeah, so no, she changes tune <laughs> and she says, uh, no, 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 she doesn't change tune yet. Then she says, it isn't hard to understand why it's so normalized for law enforcement to protect the humanity of white mass murderers and their willingness to continually make excuses um, for them. And that's in regards to Atlanta shooter. And then as soon as it comes out that it's the opposite, <laughs> she states and says, hang on, let me find it here. Oh, yeah, that's when she makes the comment. Uh, yeah. Oh, why is it? Why is it never mentioned that he the when the when it's a white shooter, but yep. it's always mentioned when it's not. It's like you mentioned that it was a white shooter in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. So and she's not the only one. Like I said, it's other people too. So there was, you know, obviously it came out that he was Middle Eastern, uh, yep. because his name even sound like I think when you and I heard about what his name was, I think I sent you a message. I was like, this dude's not white, is he? I was like, he's not. Yeah. I, I was like, is he American? Like, I couldn't figure out any. And he is. His family, uh, I was gonna say, segregated here from Syria, but no, they might uh, immigrated immigrated here from Syria. Um, so all this stuff happened. They Facebook removed a bunch of his posts, and then it turned out that that's where a lot of people found out that he was like super anti-Trump. So like, this story doesn't net did not fit the narrative of what nope. people like Ilhan Omar. Um, Kamala Harris's uh, stepdaughter, I think, who somehow is like famous now or is like well known. I'm like, who is this? Like, why? Exactly. Like, it's dude. I I really don't understand. Um, oh, uh, they didn't start talking about banning guns until this incident either. And I yep. believe both used well, did did. I can't remember. The Obama administration's back in action, bro. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so we got to, you know, gun control's a narrative now. We got to, you know, get back on the agenda here. And, uh, yeah, they didn't really start talking about banning guns until the second shooting in Boulder when 
he went up there with his uh, AR style weapon and, yeah. and shot up the um, market, unfortunately. And that is really sad. We're yeah. not like, don't misconstrue anything. That is sad and that is terrible. But everybody, what is also sad is the responses of everyone trying to use this politically. Yeah. And rather than waiting and and withholding from talking and waiting for all the facts to come out, it was, he's a white man, white men getting away with this, just having a bad day again. He came out alive, all this stuff. And then come to find out, it's the exact opposite. And this isn't from somebody who is a um, white supremacist or anything like that. This is from someone who's a Muslim, who is... Uh, who was against Trump and didn't fit the narrative. And so that's when, you know, it had to um, change street. And I really haven't heard anything else about it in the media, strangely enough. No, I was pulling up that thread of all those tweets. Um, I figured before we, because I, I got this clip uh, from D.L. Hughley mm-hmm. that I want to play because I think he's kind of the prime example about how people who know nothing about guns talk as if they're experts right and i'm not generally one to um appeal to authority it's like but when you don't know it like people get mad at people all the time when they talk about scientific things when they don't have a science degree or whatever but then like this guy comes along and says this and and so let's start with this thread i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this up um i don't know if anybody's actually are you starting with why semantics is bad for the second amendment yeah uh, that'll yeah, that's the deal Hughley clip. But I want gotcha. to um, I I want to pull up this. I don't know if if anybody's gonna. Oh yeah, you can definitely read this. Um, so this is uh, Caleb Hall, and he put together a thread of all of the people who assumed or backtracked. So first of all, a lot of people assumed that he was white, right? Blood right. is blue check marks, and then some of these people even backtracked. So I just wanted to read a couple of these. Um, so this is before anyone found out what the, uh, uh, I guess the race or, or ethnicity, whatever you want to call it of, uh, of the shooter was as extremely tired of people. And this is one that I saw, uh, posted around on Instagram as well. Uh, extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR 15 is having a good day or not. Right. Again, guy wasn't right. white. Um, you know, there's response to this. It's always an angry white man, always, even though it wasn't. Um, there's this, hang on, it says, uh, the shooter, the shooter is, was taken into custody, great grammar there, uh, in other words, it was almost certainly a white man, again, if he were black or brown, he would be dead, well, he's from Syria, so you make a judgment on that, uh, let's mourn the victims, but, and then, oh, this is her backtracking, let's mourn the victims, but not glorify the killer with the attention of having his name widely known, um, so you can start to see that people are uh, circling back around on this. Yep. Uh, no, let's see. The suspect, the the suspected gunman in the Boulder, Colorado mass shooting is a white guy. Seven reported dead. Q mental issues, bad day, parking dispute, or anything else other than what he most likely is a white domestic terrorist. Uh, police have taken him into custody. Translation: He was white. Um, call it what it is: white supremacist, domestic terrorism. Uh, oh, um, Mina Harris. Here you go. Uh, the Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. The stepdaughter of the vice president of the United States tweeted yep. that, by the way. And here's the thing it wasn't just them, but people that we personally know were posting about it. 
before anything came out about what race the person was. You and, know what they yeah. did? They just saw when they saw the clip of the guy. I'm like, oh, he's white. Yep. This goes, dude. This goes back to that thing that I was Prejudice, telling. Racism, right there, coming out in these yeah. responses. Yeah. Just looking at someone, assuming they're white because they have a light, light, uh, less melanin, um, and look a certain shade. And this goes back to that thing again, where people, uh, they hear right. You hear Asian. Mm-hmm. You as, like most people assume a specific thing. When Asia's half of the world, Putin is technically Asian, right? If you want to talk about, like, region, where they're from, right? Like, you want to say you're African-American, you know, someone from Syria who comes to the U.S. is Asian-American, right? If if you're Russian, you're Asian-American. Like, that's, that's how that works. It's like you don't get to pick and choose, right? It's like if you want to get down to the specific country that they're from that's fine if you want to be korean american russian american whatever the case may be but if you're talking about asian americans right just like that aaip or the ipaa whatever it is um russians are technically asian Americans, so your words matter uh and it's ridiculous that they did this yeah um let me play this you go with me playing this clip from deal yeah go ahead play the clip um i thought this was a good example of oh my gosh tmz are you kidding me it's so loud (laughs) um of someone who clearly doesn't know anything about guns and i may pause this in a a few sections just so that we can um we can talk about a few of the things that he says okay Mm -hmm. ready i'm ready another mass shooting yeah that's as american uh, killing people on a mass level, as American as apple pie. Okay. So I already want to stop this. Because he's technically not wrong, right? Like, I, it's always right. really funny. Pe- people say these things, right? And, he, of course, he's saying it in the context of mass shootings, right? But right. we've talked in the past about regime change wars, about America going into countries that we have no business going into, mm-hmm. um, spending 20 years plus in the Middle East, all right. these things. And so he is right. In a way, killing, you know, it's as American as apple pie, right? Right. Kind of wanted to point that out. Really? Oh, sorry. Look, look, there's going to be people talking about like, hey, well, this guy, you know, he was he was Middle Eastern. So, you know, you well, can't blame it all. It's on the, well, well, first off, there's no doubt that white men tend to be the biggest group, or the biggest demographic that matters on a mass scale. But the- what is he talking about right there? He he completely he no completely idea. talking about trying to well he, mass shooters and also talking about serial killers maybe well he like he skirts around the Middle Eastern issue right mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit in his mind what the narrative is and it actually I mean I don't know for sure right there's no I I, I without actually asking him in that moment do you think that was the first time that he heard that the guy was Middle Eastern. I think so. Because he, he goes, uh, 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 well, uh, and then he goes, well, white white men. That's completely de- deviated from the topic. Right. To circle there. because Almost like he has these rehearsed opinions and thoughts and narrative in his mind to spew out. So because he doesn't actually know, he has to stick to what he does, what he has been told. Exactly. What instead is, of, yeah. you know, going along with the conversation. Yeah. 
problem more than that is our access to weapons. Yeah. It's, it's harder to get uh, two packs of Sudafed than an AR-15. It literally is. When you go into a store to buy Sudafed, if it's more than one or two packs, they wonder what your purpose is. Yeah. And it should be the same thing if you're stocking up on weapons. Like, why are you doing all that? All right, so that's not true. Uh... All you have to do if you go in to buy medicine, whether it's Sudafed or Benadryl or any of these, like, as I guess you would consider them over-the-counter um, medicines, uh, you show your ID to the person at the checkout, and they go, okay, and then they give you that and you move on with your life, right? Right. Uh, to get a gun in every state, you have to go through a federal background check in order to do that. And depending on the state, there are waiting periods. When I mm. I had to, in North Carolina, I had to apply for a pistol purchasing permit, right? So not right. not just to get my concealed carry, but I had to purchase a permit in order to purchase a handgun, and I had to wait. I think two months. It was last year, and so I don't I don't quite remember the the length of time, but it was an extended period of time before they would even let me purchase a handgun. And I am now ha I've I've had to wait. And now some of this is due to COVID, but I've had to wait even longer to get a concealed carry permit, right? Right. I don't have a record, clean record, right? And it's going to take me, it ta it's a 120-day waiting period with a clean record in North Carolina to get my concealed carry. So I don't know what he's... crazy. I know. Now, listen, you can, you can get any kind of rifle, but you still have to go through the background check. Mm -hmm. It is not, first of all, it's, it's just not easier. Sudafed costs less, less. You can go into more stores to buy Sudafed, and as long as you have an ID that says, I believe, if you're 18 or older, you can you can walk out uh, of that of that. Yeah, exactly. To get a a gun, you have to have a clean record, right? FBI mm -hmm. has to check that. You have to be at least 18 for a rifle, I believe, in every state, and then it's 21 to to purchase a handgun. So he, I mean. The, the, you just listen to someone who has no idea what he, I mean, like he lives in, I mean, he's like a Hollywood elite, right? Like he lives in this right. world. He doesn't understand what it's like, right? He can hire people who have to, to worry about those problems. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's just that. I mean, you want to talk about like real privilege. Like it seems that the people who know the least about firearms and how all of this stuff works generally te uh, tend to be wealthier people. Um, yeah. He's going to say the same thing about voting, which is it's insane because most places you don't even have to have an ID to vote. Right. Like this has been the whole uh, like argument about Georgia is like voter ID yep. and making sure that things are secure. And he's going to say that uh, that voting is harder than buying a firearm as well, which is also ridiculous. But I don't want to have to stop it for that as well. It's just he. I don't know where he's getting this stuff from. I mean, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if, you, yeah. if you're stocking up on Sudafed, I'm, I'm thinking you're trying to get high or sell it. If you're stocking up on weapons, I'm wondering what you're doing with that, too. So to me, um, ultimately, we have a level of distrust. We're a nation that can't even be trusted with, with cold medicine. We're going to be trusted with, with, with street weapons. That's crazy. And it's not a hard got a good point. weapon at all. It's not. You would never use an AR-15 to protect your home. You wouldn't do that. You, it, it's not that. It would I think this one bothered me the most. And he, he says, so first of all, he he was saying, what was that? Uh, he's like, you can't be trusted with Sudafed or whatever. I think it's it's kind of ridiculous that you have to show your ID to get Sudafed. I understand that oh, yeah. people are, like, kids are, like, using it to get high or whatever. Or I guess that was their excuse. Um, 
but he's not wrong. It is, I mean, like, the whole thing is ridiculous, right? In my mind, I'm like, right. yeah, you're right. It actually shouldn't be like this uh, most of the time. Exactly. Uh, but then he goes, no one defends their home with an AR-15. It's like, that's just a straight up lie. I mean, I think he's ignorant. Yeah. I think he's ignorant in what he's saying right there. Yeah, uh, we're going to see that later on. Yeah, but it, it's insane. There are plenty of people. You can go watch videos of people saving um, their own lives or defending their homes with AR-15s. Yep. When you stock up uh, these weapons, you, you, you're either waiting for trouble or anticipate. Most people are in favor of, of common sense gun laws. Most people are in favor of, you know, common sense restrictions to make it, uh, it's, it's harder to vote than it is to buy a gun. And that's a shame in, in our society. And I think it's a few people, this whole idea that you have to have 60 people to agree on something before we can move forward as a nation is a misnomer. We're such a polarized country, that's crazy to say. Yeah, they're talking to, to end the filibuster. They, well, it has to. All right. Uh, that's pretty uh, much it. Uh, yeah, okay, let me say something. First off, he said uh, common sense gun laws and gun restrictions. What do you mean? <laughs> You're making blanket vague statements. What do you mean by that? Do you mean a federal database that tracks all of that? Do you mean uh, so many things we could go off of there without going down the rabbit hole? Right. And so... First off, that's what people say. Oh, are you in favor of gun control? Well, yeah, most people are going to say they're in favor of gun control and all that stuff. But what do you mean by that? And typically it's this this abuse of their power to infringe on your rights. So uh, the next thing is obviously he's clearly wrong about the voting thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just straight ignorance. And what else was it that he said that? popped in my mind i can't think you go ahead i was say the ar-15 thing where he's like no one defends their home with an ar-15 i was like bro i i feel like mo i mean and again and well i wouldn't say i live in a I tend to think i don't live in a bubble when it comes to a lot of this stuff because i have friends right. that are on both i've i got dude i i definitely uh like have i wouldn't say like lost friends but like acquaintances have acquaintances have definitely distanced themselves from me when i kind of came out again <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like this is bull crap. Um, yep. There's a uh, hang. Same thing has happened to me. Where as far as with uh, people distancing themselves from me or not following me on, uh, unfollowing me on social media or whatnot. And but I mean it comes with the territory when you start yeah. to speak and you know you don't fall in line with either parties and stuff. And so people aren't willing to actually engage. They just want to spout their their views and their own opinions uh, without truly listening to someone who's willing to engage with them. Hey, have you considered this and all that yeah. stuff? Not trying to argue with you, not trying to say you're an idiot. That's not, that's not what I'm here. Just want to talk with you. You have a view that's different than mine. I'd like to understand where you're coming from. Then hopefully I can give you this something to think about. And so think obviously that person isn't well read on the topic and on the issue. And the fortunate thing is a lot of people that we know that are for, um, that are against this, I don't know, I guess second amendment that are for gun control and yeah. against gun control. I'll say it like that. Don't really know what they're talking about. And they just use talking points to get across something or personal experience. And I'm like, well, you can't trump my personal experience. I mean, I mean, uh, I am on the same level of people who have personal experience with gun violence because right. I myself have lost someone I was extremely close to due to gun violence. Uh, specifically suicide, they shot themselves and killed themselves. And yeah. so, you know, I think it's important for people to not just listen to conservative or liberal talking points, not listen to the mainstream media and actually dig into the data and, you know, realize 
hey, do does a federal assault weapon ban actually reduce homicides and mass shootings? Well, according to um, a few studies, that's not true. I got this. Um, so you had, you know, gun control doesn't prevent mass shootings. When I when we were talking about this and when this came up, I was like, man, I remember something from Marco Rubio. And Marco Rubio in 2015, when he was running for the Republican nomination for president, he said uh, that none of the major shootings in recent years would have been prevented by new gun laws. And so the Washington Post fact-checked them and literally went through each of the new uh, or the recent gun control, or I'm sorry, mass shootings, and proved them right. Yeah. The Washington Post, a liberal, clearly liberal the agenda. WAPO, Amazon's newspaper, basically. Uh, proved him right. And so... well. Then you have another the, study. So Go ahead. just to add on to that, I mean, there was news that came out and they're still working through this whole Colorado thing. I mean, this thing disappeared from the news as soon as uh, the narrative didn't hey, fit. I'm sorry. If you see me looking out and being distracted, it's because stuff keeps knocking on my door because <laughs> the wind is just going crazy. There was almost like a semi-tornado <laughs> on my patio right jo now. Joseph's paranoid. A vortex. <laughs> but the... Uh, uh, oh, so... They, um, there's been a little bit of evidence that not only did Colorado, Colorado has red flag laws. They have, yep. they, they, there's this whole thing about how like they banned assault weapons, which again, I don't really know what that means. Um, I, the guy was still able to get access to an, uh, air pistol, which is like when they say air pistol guys, they essentially mean a short barrel AR 15. That's really well, all that it is. They, they it, it, it's like a it's a pistol that is suited up and styled like an AR, and so basically it's yeah. it's it's having a I don't know a a freaking what's it called that's like a even Subaru, a Subaru sedan or whatnot, and and putting a spoiler on it, you know, lowering the car, putting you know, suiting the car up basically to be a race car, but it's not actually a race car. You're just suiting it up to. To, to have the style of one, you could probably sound annoying. You could probably so that's argue kind of, that's what the AR, the Ruger, actually is. You could probably is. argue the same thing about the regular AR-15 though, because they both shoot mm -hmm. a five-five-six round, right? And so a regular pistol shoots. Well, if you're talking about a standard, what everyone thinks of when they think of a handgun, it shoots right. a nine-millimeter round. And and so originally, I thought he had bought this sort of like attachment thing because a, mm -hmm. a friend of mine has one where you stick your handgun up inside or inside this like thing and, and it has a shoulder rest. You can put a dot right. on the top of it. Excuse me. And it's still, ha it's still a pistol. It's just got mm -hmm. more of a rifle style thing. But what this right. is, is an AR, right? An AR rifle, right? It's got the pistol grip. It's uh, got a short, a much shorter barrel. Mm -hmm. And, and again, they're doing this whole thing where you can hide it under your coat. And it's like, all right. But I mean, if you really wanted to, you could get a regular AR under a coat too. And, yeah, it's, it's cold in Colorado, um, and it's easy. Well, here's <laughs> the thing: is that they already did a uh, federal assault weapons ban from, I believe it was 1993, could have been 94 to 2004 is when it expired. 94. Yeah. And according to two separate studies, there's more too. These are just two of the ones I found among <laughs> the many that I decided to put in here. So you can go do the work yourself. Um, yeah, do the work. Yeah, exactly. Go do the uh, work. Sorry, the <laughs> assault weapons ban and concealed, and concealed weapons laws did not um, 
what am I trying to say here? Did not reduce homicides or mass shootings. So let me ask you two. All. Let me ask you two questions. Yep. And I, I'm pretty sure you know the answer to these. Who who was the author of the '94 bill? Oh, uh, Bill Clinton was the one who signed it, but it was old Joe Biden. Right. That was the author of the crime bill. What historical mass shooting happened between 1994 and 2004? Columbine. Exactly. They put gun laws into place and Columbine still happened, folks. Exactly. This is not like all man. And, and I, I swear, dude, I'm we're going to be saying this till the day we die. These laws do not prevent this I'm stuff. Sorry. What are you Sorry. doing? My wife just got home and she was out in the middle of this vortex and she's just like <laughs> blown everywhere. And it's like a blizzard. Dude, I'm sorry. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, She was struggling trying to get it. I'm just, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. You have Joe Biden, who's the author of this. Bill Clinton signs into law and you just see these concealed weapon uh, laws and this uh, uh, ban on assault weapons did nothing to lower the rate. In fact, this is what the study says. The purpose of this present study is to determine the effects of state-level assault weapon bans and concealed weapon laws on state-level murder rates. Using data for the period of 1980 to 2009 and controlling for state and year fixed effects, effects the results of the pr present study suggest that states with restrictions on carrying of... Oh, this is the next one. So, anyway, carrying of concealed weapons had higher gun-related more murder rates than other states. It was also found that assault weapons bans did not significantly affect murder rates at the state level. These results suggest that restrictive concealed weapon laws may cause an increase in gun-related murder at the murders at the state level. The results of this study are consistent with some prior research in this area, most not notably Lot and Mustard in 1997. And then this other study also showed the exact same thing, how uh, the firearm laws and um, the assault weapon bans did not reduce um, homicides or mass shootings. Yeah. So I think that's you know one question with gun control that somebody if if you fall on that side and you're for that that you reasonably should ask is you know if we do this is it going to result in a reduction of homicide and mass shootings and if it doesn't then what's the purpose of it? it and in fact it seems like the correlation is the less restrictive gun control the more likely you would reduce homicides or mass shootings or they stay the same like it has no effect yeah it's it's you know what i mean it's, maybe it's zero sum but the i i think part of the problem is is that there is now a culture and and i've i've seen this not just with uh friends who are liberal but also friends mm -hmm. who are conservative if you will mm -hmm. just kind of for the dichotomy or whatever but they're all afraid to deal with firearms, uh, especially right. when you're talking about women. Um, we don't have—I don't think we really have time to go through every single thing that we found about this. Right. But a as usual, everything we've we've uh, figured out or that we've like uncovered, whatever the case may be, it's all going to be in the show notes. Um, exactly. Well, I just wanted to yeah. say it's it's funny because people want to rely on the government to enact this gun control and they can't even enforce the gun control they already have on the books. They fell at it. It was yeah. the incompetence of the federal government of gun control in regards to Dylan Roof and these other mass shootings, the yep. FBI and stuff like that. The the FBI that, the FBI said they missed now, okay, so 
there there's a little bit of a, a weird thing with that because and mm-hmm. and, it, and it's where like my libertarian brain uh, short circuits a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, and I I imagine if you looked more into the Dylan Roof thing there was some other stuff that should have been caught but right. they used a a him admitting to a drug possession that would have stopped him from getting the uh, the gun in the first place. Yep. But I'm also the like the FBI later came out and said, I mean, the ATF later came out and said that he could have legally that that was just a misdemeanor. Oh, so he still could have legally gotten it. So that art that he report could, was the, okay. Well, good job, journalist, still could, idiots. He still could have gotten that. <laughs> but what it came down to was the FBI made the mistake of the uh, examiner, the FBI examiner on the case, called the wrong police department. And uh, so there were multiple states they couldn't. Yeah. So they couldn't fa- call the right the police department. They couldn't put the correct info on a document. So why would you trust the government to protect you? And, and they can't get those things right. And this aren't the only ones. This is you know the Las Vegas one, San Bernardino, the one that just happened in Boulder, Colorado. They were warned about him. So they're not oh, stopping even, these yeah, already. And, uh, I I don't I don't know if we've heard anything about the Atlanta one too, but I guarantee you would find the same stuff with that. Right. Probably. Whatever the, the, he either reached out to people or whatever the case may be, and they weren't. Uh, yeah, no one looked well, into it. So we're talking about how I just mentioned how states with stricter concealed weapon laws have a higher rate of gun-related murder, mm-hmm. and you know, so these states with gun control laws um, related to concealed carry permits may increase gun-related murder. Well, then you have, and this is just one story among many. This lady. In New Jersey, and New Jersey is known for strict gun control laws, extremely strict gun control laws. Um, and one of the things that uh, Maj Torre and you and I argue is that gun control harms the most vulnerable uh, minorities, including women. It harms all of us. Anyone who's middle class, low income class, especially, it harms. Um, and so there's this New Jersey woman who was murdered by her boyfriend. Um, because she waited more than 40 days, her, I think it was 43 days yeah. when her permit got approved yeah. in, but she was murdered before that. That's the same. Um, that's if I'm, if, if, if I, li- uh, listen to that, uh, link that you shared correctly, mm-hmm. that is the same law that North Carolina has for a pistol permit. Yep. And so, so you have someone who was violent and she had a clean record, mind you. Mm-hmm. Someone who, her boyfriend who was violent, she felt threatened for her life. So she went to do what a lot of women actually do um, and went to go purchase a, a, a firearm, but had to wait. Yep. And ended up dying because of it. Yep. And so, dude, I like, I get, I have gotten more nervous the closer I've been getting to getting my concealed carry than I think I've ever been in my entire life. Just with like sort of the, the you, you the, don't want to get screwed. You don't want to get. Because I, I will be because you're not trying to break yeah. the law, and I will be really pissed if I get attacked within this. It's 120 days. I have to wait till June 6th. Right. So if you're gonna come get me, <laughs> it better come before June 6th. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things. that's like it's insane. I have a clean record. Yep. I I don't have any that I'm aware of any incidents from when I was in high school or anything like that that anyone could look back to and say. I'm not that I am going to go shoot a bunch of people. That's right. beside the point. But there's nothing in my history that says that would point to this problem, right? And so, right. yes, I use the inc- like these incidences of uh, women who get in these situations or it affecting poor people and all these things 
Uh, one, because it will help me in the long run if these mm-hmm. these dummies in government uh, would get rid of a lot of these restrictions because it does help right. other people, right? It helps my cause um, as well as theirs because I do actually care, right? I've talked to this right. with a lot of the women in my life, um, whether they were close to me or semi-close, whatever the case may be, and I'm like, you need to get a firearm. You need to learn mm-hmm. how to use it, right? People want to talk about responsible gun ownership. Uh, learn. Not only do you need to learn how to act, like use this uh, this tool, but you also need to understand everything that's going on around it because it will affect you. Yes, it will. And here's the thing. Uh, I I did. Uh, I mean, I went down the rabbit hole with this looking up. <laughs> yeah, uh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> all this. So uh, there was this. One of the most that a lot of people, a lot of experts regard as one of the most widely comprehensive studies on guns used in self-defense in 1995 um, found that 40%, 46% of women use guns in self-defense uh, and from you know men trying to commit violence on them. And it's possible that number could be a little bit low, lower as well. And then you have between, there's another study that was also done and multiple studies actually between 67,740 to 2.5 million defensive gun uses. So if it saves just one life, then abolishing gun control is worth it because we see like that's way more than the deaths caused by firearms in general. Yeah. Six, just the 67. If you, even if you just want to say 67,740, not anything in between there, lives are saved that's still mm-hmm. considerably more um, and, and uh just for some like real, some real life examples murders. and these will all be in the show notes but i found about six or seven cases of people using firearms to defend other people um mm-hmm. and one of them was a man pulled out a shotgun in texas in a in a church outside of um uh san antonio not san antonio uh out of Fort, uh, uh outside of fort worth i think Right. And um, he shot someone and killed them. And then one of the parishioners had a handgun because literally everyone in Texas owns a gun um, and shot and killed this guy. And he saved. It was at a church. Yeah, it was at a church and he saved everyone's life. And what's crazy is that there was an incident. I think it was a stabbing at a synagogue that same day in New York. And no one in New York had a firearm. And that guy. and, And this is what we keep telling people. It's like that that term like fish in a barrel. Right. When you this that that idea is the same thing that happened in Colorado. That dude, from what we've from what we've heard from witnesses mm-hmm. at at the uh, at the Colorado shooting, that dude hunted those people down in that grocery yeah. store. This was not yep. this wasn't like a, a spray and pray thing. Uh, yep. He w- he was intently searching after people, right? Yeah. And he so was. the the question is, it's like if you disarm civilians, people who want to carry who want it for their own self-defense, but also take into consideration the people around them. Because I don't think there's anyone who carries concealed, um, especially that I know, that, yeah. that you know, th- that the thought has has crossed their minds, right? I mean, it's a, it's right. a, mi- like, generally it's a minor chance that you're ever going to have to do that. And they're very, like, you have to go through, to get concealed carry, you have to go through training. It's, it's not as yep. if that's not already there, right? Exactly. They explain all this stuff to you. They explain what the purpose of actually drawing a firearm is. And it, it so it's not, it, it, it's not as if the thought's not in the back of the mind of everyone yeah. who carries. Like that, I think that needs to just, let's put that all on the table. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, you're fine. Let me let me just rattle some things off. So we're 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 I corrected myself and I didn't say you know firearm deaths. I said uh, firearm murders. Right. And so I'm going to rattle off some stats. You know, as of 2017, Americans own 17.7 million AR-15s. Uh, rifles of that uh, of all firearm homicides, not deaths, but homicides. Rifles specifically. Now, this is even this isn't considering AR-15s only. This is all rifles account for 0.028 percent of all firearm homicides. Yeah. So that means this is according to the FBI. Knives and the use of hands, feet, etc. The homicide rate for knives and hands and feet is four times higher than rifle-related homicides. Mm-hmm. And then this is the thing when a lot of people gun control activists will say, well, the um, the death rate with murder is extremely high or the death rate with firearms are extremely high. Well, yeah, they are if you include suicides. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, that's a majority. That's, that takes it from this level of like, oh, to like, like that's, you know, and I believe yep. it's still, most of those are done with handguns. Like Exactly. Most of those are done with handguns. Even all the, the firearm um, related homicides are done primarily with handguns. Yeah. And so, but the interesting thing is that firearm uh, homicides decreased from 2017 to 2018. And then this is the other thing is that of the uh, firearm related deaths. So this includes suicides, I believe I have to pull the study back up and read it. I've read so much. When they say that, that's Um, usually what they mean is that it it includes anyone who was killed with a firearm, no matter the only 0.2%. Of firearm related deaths in 2018 were from mass shootings. Mm-hmm. So and again, those are, again, we're just adding context. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Those were usually done with handguns, not with yep. uh, assault style weapons or weapons of war or any of these other terms. Like, listen, do not like. I, okay, if you are listening to this and you are for gun control, and you're having a conversation with someone who is in opposition to you. Do mm-hmm. not use the word assault-style weapon. Do not yep. use the word weapon of war. Do not say common-sense gun laws, because if you actually knew what you were talking about in any of those situations, you would understand that those are buzzwords. That is literal propaganda that the media uses in order to get a picture in your mind of like an M16 or something that's actually used in the military, right? And, yep. and one of the most disgusting things, personally, that I saw going on was people who were cl- using this... Uh, this appeal to authority of them being in the military as if somehow them serving serving our country uh, was a reason that their opinion mattered more in the case of why gun control should be a thing. Exactly. And I'm like, are, I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, do you know anything about history? Like, what? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And then it just makes you wonder, like, hey, what's your what's your agenda in this? Well, it's interesting too because they appeal to authority, and the cop that who was unfortunately um, murdered mm-hmm. in the shoot, shooting, um, his was it his father son. or the cop's son? Uh, son the cop's son said that he was pro Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. He would have been very disappointed with most of the people who were uh, using this to uh, propagate gun control or whatever their agenda is. And you know, it's funny. I I uh, posted this on Instagram a while back. But one of the things that's so crazy about our current culture 
mm-hmm. uh, is the number of people who are willing to try to like sell things or uh, monetize uh, dead bodies. Yep. Meaning that you you hear about a black man die, gets killed by a cop, whatever the case may be, immediately everyone's like support black businesses. Yep. And you're like, his body might not even be cold, and you're out here telling me to to go spend money on this thing. It's like you want to talk, dude. You want to talk about capitalism, like yeah, or right. like kind of a corrupt uh, image of what capitalism is. It's like that's it. Right maybe there. And they, people always want to talk about. Oh, it's not the time to talk about these things. It's like maybe the death of a human being isn't the time to talk about supporting black businesses or yep. Asian businesses. Like it's a little weird. Like when you know. Uh, a number of Asians are murdered and then everyone goes, go support Asian businesses. Like it doesn't even have anything to do with the families that are murdered. And and I'm just like, guys, I don't know if that's, that's the way do you, but I don't, that, that seems a little, um, a little like you're profiting off the debt, the dead, the dead. What? Uh, so what's our runtime right now? Where are we at? We're a little over two hours. Um, I do did, you want to get into the rest of this real fast or do you want to, I mean, next week. I think we've covered everything. Uh, there's yeah. a, you know, go look up red flag laws, um, especially if uh, you're a fan of Dan Crenshaw, even Marco Rubio, I believe, or any of these other yep. Republicans, because red flag laws have gotten people killed. Uh, and the, the the guys who are in the Republican Party who say they're two way that are for red flag laws, they are grifting you. They I mean, they are trying Same to pull the. Trump. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Trump was not pro two A. Like that. No, that's a not. joke. That's always a funny one to bring up with my uh, my Trump friends. Um. Oh, was I supposed to say that? Um, yeah. That's why I kept saying to some of our conservative friends when Trump was challenging everything to just wait after the inauguration to do it, just like he was saying, <laughs> give them their gun backs after yeah. church. Drain after, the swamp. Uh, gets in. Yeah. What swamp? <laughs> um. The other big one, and I I posted a. I think that's a pretty good breakdown of a law um a bill that's trying to get passed i don't i don't think it's been uh voted on yet i don't think it will pass because it's 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 a nightmare if it's uh it's hr uh, 127 and i think this guy it is biased because i want you to hear the side of someone who owns guns talk about the way that this would affect him and consider when you watch this how this would affect women who own own firearms and poor the poor people who own firearms as well for their own protection because this would essentially eliminate their ability to protect themselves with a firearm um and he goes into a lot of detail it's an awful bill it's literally just taxes and trying to the government to put their boot on your neck even more um we didn't really get into uh the other thing that i had had a conversation with someone on twitter um this weekend Mm -hmm. about um an incident in New Jersey. Speaking of the woman who who couldn't get her uh, her license, which I think that might have been one of the things that set off a lot of people to try to get laws changed in New Jersey's in New Jersey, along with some of the other stuff. New Jersey's uh, a lot of, uh, along with other things that were going on there. Uh, yeah. But there was a a young Jewish man who um, had to apply for a permit for uh, a pistol, and he was denied because when he was in when he was younger, he was he had to go see a therapist. I think when he yep. was like 14, something like that. And then he got that therapist to appeal this for him and say, hey, clean bill of health. And yep. the government said, that guy's not a real doctor, so he can't tell you that. These are the people that run your states. Yep. This is what, we, what we're talking about all the time. They don't care about you or your safety. 
or no. whatever reason, like they want you to submit to them. Uh, and there's there's tons of stuff in the show notes that goes over a lot of this stuff. You can look at all of these vigilant gun owners who have put their life in the way in order to stop uh, evil people from committing these massive horrible crimes. Mass, yeah, these horrible crimes. It's, it's um, interesting how that happens when people are armed. Crime goes down. Yeah. And another thing, I didn't even put this in there, but go look up the the crime. The I think I can't remember if it's just the crime crime rate in Kennesaw, Georgia, or if it's uh, uh, break ins or whatever the case may be. But you're required to have a gun in your home if you're a homeowner in. Uh, which again, it's like I don't know if you should be required to do that. It's my libertarian right. brain, but there there are stats that are saying that it's like if 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 the thought is if I go into this home, I might get shot. Probably not going to go into the home to try to like steal from people or hurt anybody. It's exactly. It, it seems pretty clear to me. Well, Joseph has <laughs> another slightly longer episode, which is fine. We're we're going to be creeping up on three hours yeah. before we realize it. Um, thank you guys we're, for we're, uh, uh, honing our craft over here. We so. are. We're honing. There was a lot to talk. There's so much that went on this week. It's yeah. always funny when we do these because I always think, are we going to have enough? Are we just going to be talking about? Like we have too much. We have way too much. And I've been trying to talk about the Oscars for like a month, weeks, and you know we have to. It's not till April, and uh, I still have a couple of those movies I need to sit down and watch. So maybe we'll finally. I might start off next week with that, so we'll finally get around to, to talking about the Oscars. And um, not. I don't know if anybody really cares about it anymore, but it's beside the point. Yeah. Anyway, well, I guess uh, I didn't shill in the beginning of the episode, but uh, if you like what we're doing here. Uh, eventually we're going to have a way for you to donate if you want to, if you choose to do that. And we do a value for value system here, uh, time, treasure, talent, yep. and whatever you're getting out of the show, whether if it's $1, $100, $1,000, whatever the show means to you, whatever value you're getting out of it, eventually we're going to have a way for you to donate. Also, another way uh, is if you are getting value, you can share our podcast, you can share our clips on YouTube, you can like, subscribe, um, and comment anywhere that you know radar podcast give our five stars wherever you listen to podcasts at like subscribe and comment on youtube and click notification bell so you can stay up to date with our clips um and just you know tell your family friends your mothers your uncles and your brothers yeah and if i can if you if you do watch the the youtube videos that we put up if you would comment on them or at the and like try to start a conversation in there that is unbelievable for the algorithm. It helps so much to to be able to have you guys yep. go in, comment on something, and then you know I or Joseph can go in and we we'll have a conversation with both of us yeah. really, and uh, we'll we'll comment, we'll we'll talk to you guys about stuff because it's impossible, it's literally impossible for us to cover everything and and get every little detail of everything. So if you feel like we missed something or there's something you wanted to add to it, we're more than you know. And if you disagree with us, it's been pretty clear already. We're more than well <laughs> willing to to talk to you guys about it and. Um, correct you where you're wrong. So, <laughs> well, we appreciate y'all for listening in, and until next week. Yeah, peace out.